The plastics are back in the long-awaited follow-up to the smash hit Mean Girls, and now the click is more fashionable, funny, and ferocious than ever. Confident senior Joe begins the new school year by breaking her own cardinal rule. Don't get involved in girl drama. But when she sees Timmy Abbey preyed upon by Queen Bee Mandy and her minions, she takes sides in a viciously funny girl world war that turns the whole school upside down. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Mean Girls 2! Presentation. Oh, you other movies ain't got nothing on these. Your talent and your screen still can't touch the TV. They're low budget. So turd is inferred, but forget what you heard. They're not all that absurd. Only about two thirds are made for TV. If you want silence, you can use captioning and enjoy an obscure movie that no friends have seen. Then listen to our podcast and see if we agree and hit up our reviews like, oh, made for TV. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Good. You're supposed to cut me off, Kyle. You're I did. To... I tried. I what am I supposed to say? He I... says in the movie, the principal says, that's enough, Kevin. And then he just says, oh, happy holidays, everybody. And walks off stage. Okay. Yes. You blew it, kid. I blew, you blew it. it. I did. You blew it. Right, well, <laughs> well, it's only the second time seeing Mean Girls for me. Unbelievable so. that that's the case. That's, it that's is. the it real story is. of this. It, it really episode. is unbelievable. But... <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome everybody to the Made for TV podcast. This is the show dedicated to celebrating and enjoying the unique world of movies made for the small screen. My name is Kyle. My name is Scott, and this is the, it's a new new month, new, new miniseries. It's Kyle, it's the beginning of the terrible twos. We've made it past the baby new year. Exactly. And we have we have moved on to now having the terrible twos in honor of February 2022 being the most two-filled month of our lives. And this is like so perfect because today we are celebrating Cammy's second birthday. Boom! She, she turns two tomorrow. Wow. I'm glad that it's not actually today that she turns two and you're recording a podcast on Mean Girls 2 the day yes. that your daughter <laughs> <Yes>. turns two. <laughs> We are celebrating it today, so we want. We're not gonna, you know. We don't that's, mention that's it on weird. her birthday. I didn't, uh, it's just you know, today weird. is a birthday. So I didn't get tomorrow. an invite, so I don't <laughs> know how that's possible that you're celebrating today. That's weird. Cammy must have forgotten to give me an invitation. You know what she did. You know what? I'm gonna throw a bigger and better party at the house opposite of your house oh, now. Perfect. Just to yes. Show you what's wonderful. What. Yeah great uh well happy birthday cammy i'm glad that you're two because i referenced you as being two on the adoption sheet that i was filling out for reference for kyle and perfect yes she so is now two, pretty so. foolish if i was wrong about your age and you sent that was an email form right yes so but so that's how email works you know it's like regular mail so the but by the time they get the email uh-huh. then you know which is business days right that's how email works exactly I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that, uh, well, I had to ask her some questions because the form was not very clear. Uh, mm. And when I when she answered my questions, it was at the end of the day, Friday, and she said, have a good weekend. So I'm assuming she's not reading it until Monday. So Cammy will be too by the time she reads it. I planned it out. That's I perfect. I planned it all That's- out, baby. <laughs> Kyle, how you doing? 
How is everything? Yeah, everything's Ooh. great. I did something Ooh. really fun yesterday. We what? went up to the lake, and yeah. it's been you know freezing cold here, like negative temperatures. Yeah. And so the lake is completely frozen over, and so we oh, went gosh. out and we shoveled snow off of the lake, and we ice skated on the lake. Nope, not in a million billion oh, years. It was so much fun. That. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It was like it was. Uh, so this is like the second time in my life that I have ice skated before. Like it, mm-hmm. it's just, I think I've done it once or twice before. I really only remember once. So, but we, we shoveled it off and got on that ice and it's like, the ice is like 11 inches thick. And so it's safe to walk on when it's like past four inches, I think mm-hmm. it's like four inches and, and you can drive on it past like 12. But so so it was eleven. So we didn't drive. You know, yeah. take our cars. You were about out to drive house. on it, but then you got out. You got out a ruler, and you know, yeah. you drilled a yes. you drilled a hole, and you saw <laughs> rulers wet at eleven inches, guys. So we're not going to be able to. We drive can't on take it the today. minivan out yeah. and do donuts in the middle of this lake. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was. Uh, kids had a great time. Um. I at one point was because we kind of shoveled out a square and so i was going around it and to be funny i was going to run into kind of the snow pile around and like yeah. just fall into the snow so i went into it but the snow snow was so light there was zero resistance to it and <laughs> yeah. so i still fell because i was expecting resistance and like didn't get any and then i realized oh i could just like skate this whole like lake then because it's just it's got it had like four inches of snow but it was super light so i started skating on the like unshoveled area, realized that that was not a very smart thing to do. Say probably you know, not wise to like, <laughs> ice skate where you can't see where it's coming see ahead. Where there's holes or anything. <laughs> but I ended up doing a big so so I ended up doing a big circle around the rink that we had um, shoveled off, and uh, and then took a shovel and did that. So it was like a high speed track all the way around, and of course Cash loved it because it was like Mario Kart. And, uh, uh, and, uh, we were just doing, we just did it for a long time and like, uh, just an absolute blast. And so hopefully we're hoping that it just stays like frozen and we can do it uh, maybe next week or something. But, um, once if, if it's ever frozen over and there's no snow, like I'm just going to skate the whole, the whole <laughs> lake. It'll just be so much fun. He's going to skate all the way across. I, I can't ice skate. I would. I would make a fool of myself. And I, you know, I wouldn't get on a frozen lake. So oh, there's no way I'll ever be joining you for that. One day, one day we can do it together. I'll hold your hand. We'll walk <laughs> out together on on the lake. We'll only stay in the shallow part. So you okay, can, perfect. So if you fall through, yeah. you can stand. The hypothermia will get us, but we won't drown. So yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have wa- I have walked across the lake before, and this is a small w- a lake. It, the lake house is on a, a a lake. It's a no wake lake, so it's one of those ones that's just like that size where it's not truly big enough for skiing. Like you could, it's that size, but yeah. It, anyways, it's a half mile across the lake, and so I have walked it before with Carrie's cousin, and and deemed it the ice mile. And so we've done the ice mile before, but now. With the lake being frozen, I want to skate around it and do the ice circle. I don't have a better name for it. I don't think but. it needs it. It's still an ice. It's still the same distance, isn't it? Wouldn't it be the same? Wouldn't, couldn't you just call it the ice mile still? Is that how math works? <laughs> if you're skating. I think even if you're walking or skating, it's the same distance? I want to say. Oh, no, no. Say. I'm saying I'm going around the circumference Oh, you're going to do the full the circumference yeah. of the lake. Okay. So is it a mile across? 
Yeah, it's well, it's a half mile so across. We need half so we went mile there. Across. Yeah, we went there and back. So it'd be, I mean, a circumference is what two pi r. So it'd be like a r would be a quarter mile. Obviously, two times a half mile. So a half. What? So it'd be like three miles, right? I mean, sure. Am I crazy? That's You're the math right. guy. You're the no, mathlete here. You've done math. <laughs> I am sure. In your studies to become a doctor, you have more recently done math than I have. I'm, I'm is, like Joe. I'm a hands-on kind of person now, Kyle. You know, I don't do fancy schmancy numbers. What do I know? Come on. Come on. Come on. The thing is, with the, when, there was always a calculator in my medical training. And so when it was, let me let me practice my math or just try and learn any of the facts that I have to hang on to for these exams, mm-hmm. which is like a million things for each you know med school exam math came second so i'd always gotcha. use the calculator i was definitely wrong it'd be half of pi i mean it's obvious if it's if, if if it if the full thing is a half mile then the radius is a quarter two times that would just be half so then it's just half times pi so it's yeah, it's obviously. one point whatever one point a little bit 1.6 miles almost i guess there you what's, go what's your Lindsay answer Lohan say at the end of the math late the thing? limit does not exist the limit does not exist that's my answer yes that's your answer. Perfect. Um, well, we Dot and I didn't go ice skating, but we went sledding this week. That was fun. fun. Yeah, we got a big hill near our house that we like to go to. She was she was having a good time climbing up it and sliding down as kids do. But we've it's been an eventful week, Kyle, because we're recording late because yeah. I screwed up because I forgot I had an escape room on Thursday until like. The day before we were supposed to record, I I kept looking at my calendar all week and being like, I feel like I need to take work off or something whenever I saw the escape room. But I was like, no, it's at 830. I don't need to take off work. 830 on a Thursday. There's nothing on Thursday nights that we do every week. Yeah, I know. I just had the I had the feeling that I was forgetting yes, something, but I couldn't think of what it was until it was. Wednesday and I was getting I was sitting down to take notes on this movie and I was like oh wait a second and then yeah there we are but so here we are it's a a Sunday morning I think it would not have been a good record had we done it on Thursday because as you know I was a big puffy allergic reaction (laughs) monster so we don't really know exactly what caused just my face to swell up and it not to get worse anywhere else? But yeah, I was strange. using, I was you using, yeah. I was attempting at first to uh, make up for the fact that I'm a balding 30 year old by using some hair growth stuff. And that gave me a rash. And then I tried to use like a cream on that rash, which got rid of the rash on my forehead, but it was spreading to my cheeks. And I put it on my cheeks and then I woke up the next. Next morning, and my face was starting to puff a little, and then over the course of two days, it got really puffy. So then I had Kyle pretend to be a doctor and call in a prescription for me. Uh, (laughs) The pharmacist. I didn't want you to die. I didn't want you to die. You didn't want to have to do this podcast alone. You're like, yeah. (laughs) You said I didn't watch Mean Girls two for nothing. Yeah, you were gonna record (laughs) this thing. Gotta keep him alive. So that was yeah. That was that was my week. But today it's probably like. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's probably like 65% shrunken down. It's a little puffy still, and my, but I but I exfoliated away a bunch of the dry skin this morning, and then my face is feeling more normal. So that's good. Perfect. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I told you not to use that cream on your face because it's just it's just bee venom extract that you just yeah. put on your face. That's what you did. But I've heard bee stings can cure. You know, they, oh, have you seen yeah. that stuff? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, the bee. Uh, what's it called? It's not bee therapy, but it's people it's get something like that. There's a King of the Hill episode about it. Uh, I just I remember. Really, it's that old? I feel I thought it was. I figured it was like a newfangled thing. It was like on a that. I saw it on the, it's a Netflix show. I don't know if it's including Goop or if it's Goop-esque or something, or mm-hmm. it's like all these like strange therapy stuff, but yeah, people get stung by bees. So you were just yeah, stinging yourself. There is uh it is a King of the Hill one. Cause there's like one where Dale, he finds out about it and he starts like, I don't know, growing his own bees or whatever to cure people with bee stings, he says. And I think at one point he like breaks his arm and tries to fix it by having a bee sting it like a hundred times or something ridiculous like that. It's very funny. Uh, But yeah, that's what I was doing trying to fix up my face was going for that bee venom. Bee venom. That's my week pretty much, Kyle. I don't think uh, I have anything more exciting than sledding and puffy face. Oh, and I started, I made some pizzas last night. I've been working on making some homemade pizzas lately. Ooh. Yeah. That so. sounds pretty good. Like uh-huh. like uh, the Jack's pepperoni versus the Jack's like bacon cheeseburger. Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yes. Yeah. No, I've, been, I've been making up my own dough and I've got like a little pizza pan. It's like I'm trying to make them in the style of, uh, it's called like South Shore Bar Pizza or whatever. So South I, Shore, it's like a New bar. England style of pizza. I think. Is, okay, uh, yeah, I've be, been to a South Shore pizza place in South mm-hmm. Haven, Michigan, and so mm-hmm. I just thought maybe that's what you were talking about. But that's a very specific small pizza place thing. As seems strange. So it would seem pretty strange. Maybe that place was trying to emulate the same style of pizza, though. It was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it was like that. So right. yeah. Well, there you go then. Maybe you could come over sometime and try one of my pizzas, Kyle. My delicious pizzas. Yes, I would. That sounds a delicious. I Perfect. we we wa- we also watched a couple of the Scream movies this week. Heck yeah, which we was did. Awesome. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed those movies. But I wanted to bring it up because last night I watched two episodes of the new Kristen Bell show. Have you seen it? No, I it's didn't know called, she had a show. It's called A Woman in in the House Across the Street from the Woman in the Window or something like that. It's making fun of like rear window type like suspense movies or whatever. Yes, yeah. Yes. So it's uh it's great. I think you're gonna I think you'd love it because it is like a satire campy thing, like mm-hmm. about you know, horror horror slash like thriller movies. I'm not going to be able to describe it well other than it's hilarious and we laughed a lot in the first couple episodes. And so right. it was interested. great because after I had I had a thought and I was and I wondered if Carrie had the same thought. And she said it after, like midway through the second episode. She was like, she said, this is what I wish the um, the uh, Kristen Wiig Will Ferrell movie that we just watched <laughs> that Lifetime movie. She was like, this yes. is what I wish it was it was like. And that's exactly what I what I said too. And so Mm. it's kind of more what I wanted that movie to be versus what you wanted it to be. But, um, but the show is great. I think you'd love it. Well, I'll have to check it out. I think I saw the, I didn't know Kristen Bell was in it. I don't think, but I saw the title and I was like, all right, well that sounds interesting to me. I could tell from the title what it was going for. Yes. Uh, So um, I'm going to have, I'll give it, I'll give her a watch, Kyle. I'll give it a peep. Give it a peekus. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> Anything else from your week to report, Kyle? No, nothing. Good, because I want to. We're trying to. We're gonna barrel through this because I don't want to spend too much of my Sunday more than I have to <laughs> talking mean about girls Mean Girls Two. <laughs> what is your history? We're back on sequels, so we get to do. We get to talk about our histories with the originals again. Heck yeah! Uh, uh, I think I saw. Yeah. Mean Girls, uh, mm-hmm. the first time, I think it was with Carrie. Like, it was maybe, I think it was during, in high school is when I first saw Mean Girls. Um, I, like, late, I guess it, I don't remember when it came out, but. I, okay, it came it out. It came out in 2004. Yeah, 2004. So, so I, I saw it much later than everybody else did. And, you know, we were in show choir, so everybody mm-hmm. else knew about this movie and was like, you haven't seen Mean Girls, are you insane? Are and you so crazy? I think I first watched it in, like, Blair's basement at a party and, like, watched half of it. And then I think <laughs> Carrie and I watched it full at some point. Um, but this was, what I'm saying is my second time watching it, actually watching it, was mm-hmm. this week. and. Wow. Man, what a hilarious, great movie. Like, it's just, it's just, it's so good. It's such a good movie. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I knew that on paper, and I've heard the, like, seen like memes and stuff from it, but just watching it over again, like, just awesome. It's just so, like, fun and cheesy with great acting. It's, it, it just feels like a movie that could have gone very poorly with bad acting or something, but they put the money and the effort into it, and it's Tina Fey and, and all the SNL people, it's great. It's one of those ones like Clueless that's sort of like, it seems like it should be stupid or vapid on the surface, but then you realize that it's like, it's it's more clever than it appears and it's using like the veneer of, you know, like something inconsequential, basically, like teenage drama, you know, like, but it's more elevated than that. I guess. Yes. It's more it's, elevated. Entire yeah. form of comedy. Exactly. It's it's very funny. If you have I, sex, you'll get chlamydia and you will die. die. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know the first time I saw Mean Girls. I think I probably I might have actually seen it late too, because I didn't see it in theaters. Um I remember my stepbrother went and saw it, which I thought was weird because he's not really the type to go see like a movie. He just I remember him coming home and saying is like they talk really stupid, but it was actually pretty funny. Okay, (laughs) They talk stupid. I know he would have been like, that sounds like something I would say to like describe something. Exactly. In 2004, I was 13. So he would have been like. 17 or 18 or something like that you know so it makes sense that he was not at the right stage in life like a teen boy in 2004 isn't the one to quite understand what mean girls is going for you know Mm -hmm. um but i've watched it many 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 times since uh i think i've probably seen it the most times with one of our listeners aj uh, who was on our Cinderella 3 episode. I know he's a fan of anything Tina Fey, and I definitely feel oh, like yeah. I've watched the movie with him many times. Um, it's just great. I love it. I've always been a big Lindsay Lohan fan. Uh, at that time period, at least, she seems... I don't know how she's doing now. It's You're been a, a Lindsay Lohan fan? Is that, what yes. they, is that what her fans are called? Low fans? Yeah, they are. That is exactly what we're called, all of us. Um, <laughs> it's just... It's a great SNL cast, stacked people, all at like the the peak of their talent, you know? Like the Tina Fey's, the Amy Poehler's, the Tim Meadows. Mm -hmm. Just great, great, great all around. Love it. 
I don't know what else to say about it. I, I have something to say. So we know Carrie has a friend. Her husband um, actually grew up in Africa as a missionary kid and no. um, moved back to the United States to do high school. Oh, and so okay. his parents showed him Mean Girls to show him what <laughs> high school was going to be like. Yep. <laughs> for like legitimately so that's what he walked into high school expecting thinking, it to yeah, be like all evil clicks yeah. awesome it's just that's great amazing. i have nothing more to say other than that it's just a, such an amusing thing i happened. mean i i love the thought of that i mean it's weird because it's like it's it, it's already weird to try to show anybody like a comedy movie as like what their experience is going to be. But Mean Girls is pretty specifically focused on like the female experience of high yes. school. Yeah. So very weird to <laughs> show it to your son to be like, yeah, this is what you mortified. can expect. Like he was like, oh my gosh, I'm walking into this. Like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm going to throw a party and they're going to break the fertility vase of the Ungabelli tribe. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in the movie, the way Anagasta yeah. says. <laughs> This is the fertility base of the Ungabelli tribe. Does that mean nothing to you? <laughs> just cracks me up every time. Oh. All right. We love Mean Girls, and we don't care who knows it. You know what I don't love, Kyle? Uh, well, it can't, believe, it can't be this movie, because this movie is great, fantastic, a perfect sequel. <laughs> yeah, so. this seven years later, ABC family-made sequel to Mean Girls. <laughs> Should we talk about it, Kyle? Let's do it. Let's pop it in. Let's pop it in. Let's get it, it over with. In. First of all, I'd like to say I watched this movie twice, which yeah, was a huge mistake. Yeah. I know. I, I really regret it. I was... It's because I tried watching it on Wednesday, and my I was feeling terrible. Like, I could barely keep my eyes open to take notes because they were puffing up, and I was just like, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the movie at 1.5 times speed. I thought I was being clever, right? I'll watch it at 1.5 times speed so that I get it all memorized and internalized. And mm -hmm. then I'll rewatch it later and I'll just be able to breeze through taking notes. But what I didn't expect is that even though this movie is only an hour and a half long, it's actually six hours long uh, <laughs> because it's the most boring movie <laughs> ever made. They and talk so slow in it. They too. really do talk Why slow. Why do they talk so slow? I don't know. Because I was when I was watching it at 1.5 speed, I was like, wow, this is really easy to like get in the rhythm of even at this speed, you know, like. And then watching it back at normal speed later, I was like, oh, it's because everything they say, they say so slow. Yes, they <laughs> talk like this. It's, I don't, maybe it's like an ABC family, like, thing. Like, well, I guess it, there, there's no way they have, like, a thing like, oh, it has, like, you want to keep the dialogue slow, so, like, TV movies are easier to follow. I don't know. I, no. I can't I believe think that, that, that exists, they just but... only wrote like 75% of a script and they were like, just, just say it slow. It'll be fine. Like... Let the audience feel the words. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get into it. Um, we, did we say we popped it in? I already don't remember. Yeah. We I popped it in. Yeah. All right, we good. popped it in for the first time. We're not going <laughs> to yeah. watch it two times. Like, no, of course not. This would All have right, been well, a good. It probably would have been a good uh, moment for me to to realize you were suffering for some from an allergic reaction, and I could have like volunteered to be the one to take the notes. <laughs> looking back, but 
whatever. Yeah, I, I already made you make one. the game and postponed recording, so I was like, I can't ask him to take the notes on it as well. Yeah, and that's why I asked you. I texted you asking if you had seen it yet. Because yeah. I was hoping that <laughs> you hadn't started and I could be like, do you want to take the notes? But you were like, yeah, I'm like halfway through. I was like, I can't make him rewind this movie to get going on it. So Oof. here we go. Ugh. Okay. Um, we get like a really bland title card. It's just like a Mean Paramount Girls 2. Famous, though. I don't know what Paramount Famous is. Oh, yeah. I did forgot that was on there. I, it's probably just like their crappy production brand. I don't know. Like studios always have like, I feel like they're little offshoots, you know, like yeah. 20th century Fox had 20th century studios or something like that, which was like, that was for like their independent good movies usually, um, which I think Disney still uses the 20th century studios branding for some Fox properties since they own Fox now or whatever. I don't know. But this is the opposite of that. Yeah, this Paramount is, Famous I'm just Paramount's sounds like crap. you're about to get a trash movie. Paramount yes, Famous. Really this is our does. garbage. If division. you have to tell me that it's famous to start yeah. with, I don't believe you. Is all I can say. Paramount Famous is the like movie brand that you find in like Claire's or something. You know, like a just like off brand, just yes. garbage, whatever. Uh, well, it, it it opens with that little bland title card, and then we get like a bad CG car and a Vespa that like zoom by or something. Mm. There's no ti- there's no like oh uh, you know Mean Girls two with you know by Tina Fey or you know mm. the, I think the main producer of the first one is Lorne Michaels and like, yeah there's none SNL, of that N- none of the there's no writers from the first one that are involved in this one. Mm-hmm. No. Tina Fey does have a joke that, or a, a quote that I found. Cause I was trying to figure out like what, if she was offered involvement or something and they, they interviewed her to see if she had watched it. And she's like, I watched part of it. And I was like, Oh, Tim Meadows is in it. Cause he's the only returning. Cast he is member, the only returning element. Which is, basically. Yeah. And she says, if I had known, if I had known Tim was doing it, I would have done a pass on the script for him and tried to give him more jokes. So, <laughs> I love it that she watched like part of this movie and then was just like, you know what? I, I wish I could have given Tim more jokes for him. I think that would have been more bearable for him. I could see Tim. I could see it in his eyes wishing he had that during yeah. the movie. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, so it opens with our new narrator named Joe already such a boring character name even you know like even mean girls one the main character's name is katie and they make the they make it interesting by having her name be spelled weird you know like they find a way to even make that little thing here's a name let's make that interesting this is joe bland you know it's a it's a tomboy name you know and like i guess and so it's it's got a little interest there but it's nothing like strange and they don't they don't make it a point to like call her a accidentally likes call her a boy like throughout it you know yeah. so they just her name's joe so her name's joe and she is we get the idea she's selling out in some way when it opens right like it it opens yes. on her talking to a like, guy le- like legitimately selling out because yes. he's receiving a large stack money of a large stack yes. of cash and he's like abby needs you uh, but she assures us she isn't selling her kidney and then is like, let's just go back to the beginning, which is like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the in media res starts like this, you know, mm-hmm. like, but 
to do them well, you want it to at least seem like an interesting scene. And this isn't even like an interesting scene that it starts on or anything. Like, I don't care about this person receiving a stack of cash at all. Normally, you'll see it on like a TV show. It'll be like the episode starts and it looks like one of the main characters is dead or dying. And you're like, oh, my God, what happened? And then it flashes back. Yeah, the the two main characters are fighting with each other. What's happening? You know? Yes. I think of the episode of Avatar with Toph and Katara when they're classic, you know, fighting each other. But they're just trying to get arrested together. I think of um, Firefly, the trash episode when it opens with like Mal naked sitting out on the desert and he's like well that went well and then it flashes back to yeah. uh, what happened yeah. yeah this movie not interesting yet okay no so not interesting ever, <laughs> ever? perhaps yes. uh, <laughs> so the uh we flash back to the beginning and we see joe um and she tells us about her dad who builds engines for race cars which causes her to move a lot is that a thing no, I. It makes no sense. He's like making what? engines for like famous, like racers. Yeah, like NASCAR just racers. Why would he have to? In his garage. Why would he have to move? Garage. Yeah. yeah. What? Like what? Why is he living in? Is he? They're in Chicago, right? Is Are this, they? Maybe I don't know. I didn't outside write down of Chicago. I don't know. I feel they're in Illinois, so yeah. they're not in the city. They're just like maybe a suburb of. That's just where I imagine these movies would take place. But like, all right, I believe it. Why not? Yeah. Why is he working on just an engine for a, like a NASCAR racer in his home garage? It just it makes no sense. If it were like he switched NASCAR teams and he had to be in the city to work at the garage for that team or whatever, like that would be one thing. But no, it's just him at home. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I don't. They should. Usually, when you have the person who moves around a lot in a movie or a show, it's because they're like a military brat, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand this. I already am confused when this movie starts. Um, but the movie does start with her first day at North Shore High, Kyle, which is the last step on her path to her dream school, Carnegie Mellon University. Yeah, I had to look that up. It's a real university. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I didn't look it up, but I've heard of Carnegie Mellon. I've never before. heard of Carnegie Mellon. Wow, this guy. This guy. You think he's, you'd think someone who's got so many degrees would have more education on universities. Apparently I know all just, the universities. Just yes. picks the first school that he sees, doesn't even do a little research into some other places. <laughs> no wonder you went to Indiana Wesleyan. Yeah, I thought it was Indiana <laughs> University, and then... <laughs> I got there. There's a W in the middle. By you, oh, I W U. What? <laughs> um, she makes her way into the school. We get like a a shitty version of the Mean Girls one lunchroom scene, but it's like with people's cars instead. You know? Yeah, they're trying to do something different. Like she's a yeah. car person. She yeah, works on like, cars, yeah. and so oh, each you know, there's different cars. You got your. I don't this know. It's not a thing, though. This yeah, isn't like, a thing. No, like, lunchroom thing makes sense. People do sit with their clicks at lunch. I've never heard of, like, people parking, parking in clicks. Besides <laughs> the guys who had the huge trucks in high school, and, like, we'd have those huge mounds of snow from after mm-hmm. it snowed. They would it'd be the big piles in the parking lot, and they would, like, back their car up or, or pull up into it so the truck was, like, 45-degree angle. <laughs> like, do you remember yes. this? I do remember that. It's yes. like, all right, cool. And they, all the trucks would do it and it's like, all right, sweet dude. But how come it's always, it's always the only two people that drive giant chucks, 
trucks like that are those guys who back up on the hills or like the most petite preppy cheerleader girls i feel like always were drive would always have like a giant truck i don't that know they drove i don't get Very it weird to me psychological yeah um and then so we see jocks and geeks you get it in the parking lot and then the plastics roll up kyle we got new plastics new plastics Oh yeah! Forget Ooh. about your Lacey Chabert's, your 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 Amanda Seyfried's, your Rachel McAdams. No. <laughs> These are they're out. We got a new new we got, team. We got Mayara Walsh. We got <laughs> Nicole Gale Anderson. We Ooh. got Claire Holt. Oh, Steve Holt. I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> I've never seen any of them in anything else. No, ever in my life. Um, well, we got Mandy Weatherly is the leader of the plastics, Kyle. Um, her number two is Chastity Meyer. And much like Amanda Seyfried's character is kind of the dumb one mm-hmm. in Mean Girls 1, Chastity's kind of the dumb one of this group, right? But she's also got an added element where she's even extra skankier than Karen mm-hmm. was in Despite the first Despite her Girls. name. Yes. But then she, at the end of the movie, I did like yes. this a little bit. No, she figures up. out. You're not allowed to like any element of this movie. <laughs> well, she uh, realizes what her name means, and then yes. she goes full the opposite direction and of becomes course. like celibate because she they, realizes what her name means. Yes, they describe Chastity as stupid enough to hit a home run with any guy willing to play, which is pretty brutal. I feel yeah. like. Um, and then our other mean girl plastic is named Hope Plotkin. And sh- her trait is that she's an uber hypochondriac, Kyle. Yeah. Eh, okay. That's okay. That's they do nothing with that. I feel like really. I know like, it like pops up a couple times like later. I figured it would be an element in like most scenes or something, but no. it's just like a couple times that she's walking through the halls like spritzing people and yeah, it sucks. It's not a funny character trait no. at all. Um. Then Joe gives us her number one rule for surviving while school hopping, and that is no girl drama, Kyle. Uh, And then she bumps into another movie. No girl drama. It's over. That's it. Movie's over. Credits roll. There's no drama. It's over. Um, She bumps into this other girl named Abby, who's kind of like, I'd say Abby looks style wise similar to how Katie looks when she first shows up in Mean Girls. You yeah. know, Very, yeah, she's, drab, yeah, drab, frumpy. flannel, yeah, like, like not. She's not trying to stand out, Abby, and she's she's sort of clearly like a dork loser person yeah. at the school. She like gets milk, like a gallon of milk gets like thrown in her face or something. Yeah. Like insane. Yes, she is like absolutely <laughs> doused with milk, and it's hilarious. it's pretty funny entrance. I thought. It is. That might be the only funny part to me is her being covered in milk. Um, And then Joe meets with our only returning character, Principal Duvall, played by Tim Meadows, as we said. And I immediately noted, I'm guessing this is going to easily be our best performer. He's he's the only person I recognize. (laughs) I was very happy to see him back. I love uh, Tim Meadows. I think he is a very, very funny like actor. So, yeah. And he's he's hilarious in the first Mean Girls, like his little dry moments that he has yes. where he yeah, so talks funny. about like, I will keep you here all night. We can't keep him past five. I will keep you here till five. Like, yeah. I just love the way he delivers his lines. Um, 
and they discuss, I don't know, they Joe and the principal talk about her schedule or something. They discuss how she wants to join, like, the advanced shop class. Mm-hmm. Because this, Joe's not a math nerd like Katie. She's mm-hmm. like a, she's a laborer with her hands. She likes to make things or whatever. Uh, and then she goes to shop class where the douchebag sexist teacher. Yes. Is, this guy sucks. I love how he, sexist he is, though. Like, it, it's that, over the top. It should have had a couple more lines in the whole movie just because it would have been funny to have him be continue to be, like, just ridiculously. Because he is ridiculously sexist. I guess. I just don't. I feel like I've seen every iteration of the obnoxious sexist guy in a movie that I ever need to see. So I just wasn't enjoying it myself. Oh, I, it yeah, just feels so it's like, quote, I think when she walks in, he's like, oh, we're home ec class is down the hall or something. And yeah. she's like, as refreshingly sexist that, as that is, I'm here for shop class. <laughs> and uh, she's, yeah, she's got a little sass to her sass i guess i don't joe is she's so bland i find every character in this movie so bland looking and it doesn't help that the every aspect of this movie also looks bland like the school immediately i just want to talk about the school that they're filming in is like a real school and it's so clear to me that it's a middle school like (laughs) it is a middle school that they're filming they've got like those half-sized lockers yeah yeah. like (laughs) it just think about that it was the I, the whole movie. It's all I can think about. I was like, I can. It looks, yeah, like a middle school, even elementary school. Like it's like that yes. small. Yes. And like. It doesn't have any movies, grand areas. Movie high yeah. schools are supposed to look better than real schools. You know, like mm-hmm. set design is elevated from reality. And this is just like, yep, this is a middle school. It's like you're watching somebody's middle school film project or something like for yeah, a class. The cafeteria is, is, is especially bad. It's very small. <laughs> yes. Doesn't look like it even is supposed to function as a cafeteria. You know, this isn't the high school musical multi-level cafeteria that's like probably the best school cafeteria i can think of offhand and like yes just the yeah the the very uninteresting and i I did did you notice the lighting in this movie at all i mean uh, only insofar as it's nothing looks good in it yeah i (laughs) hate the lighting in this movie and i first noticed it in the shop scene that we're in but it's like they have uh, like the like half the half the characters are like shaded the whole time. Like mm-hmm. there's one light source, but mm-hmm. like in some of the dark scenes, they're like fully lit. Just the characters are, it looks weird. I don't know how to explain it. I'm not a lighting. They're not, they're not lighting the whole scene. They're just like lighting the actors, I guess they don't have enough backlight. Is that what probably? You're to say? Yeah. It just yeah. looks bad and weird. Yeah, it does. Everything looks, this movie looks terrible. It looks like something you would record off of like, your own home camera for a school project. Like it's just shit. Um, She gets paired up with a cute boy named Tyler. I mean, he's supposed to be cute. I'm not saying he's cute. That's what the movie is telling me is that he's cute. The movie tells you he's cute. So yes. Um, He's also kind of sexist. Yeah. He's like, tells her she can decorate the birdhouse. And I'm like, Oh boy, I like this guy right away. Yeah. Um, And then we get the lunchroom scene from the original movie, but verbatim this time, right? It's not just the cars. Now it's just, we're in the lunchroom and we're going Mm -hmm. through the different clicks kind of. And the new plastics are really, really boring is what I noted right away. I was like this, their leader Mandy is nothing, you know, like 
I don't know. She's just she has she doesn't have any charisma to me. She is no, no. Rachel McAdams. This is at no all. Regina George. Like no, they don't even set her up to be that way. Because like Regina has this whole has an entire before you even meet her, it's like Regina George and all the characters like telling you about Regina George and yeah. all these things that she's done. And there's this huge buildup of who the she character punched me in the face. It was awesome. Like yeah. they have like things that like that. Stuff. Yeah. And they don't have that at all for this new plastics leader. And it just, just makes her really unmemorable when she doesn't do anything after that either. You know, there's nothing to convince you that she is the head honcho and should be that, you know, not nothing like that. Nothing. Agreed. Yeah, and um, while we're in the lunchroom, though, do you remember the cliques in high school, in the lunchroom where people would in, sit in our yeah lunchroom? in ours? No, I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember the cliques where people would sit. Well, the main one, the coolest one, obviously, was the show choir table, and I know obviously. you remember the show choir. Oh, table. oh I know the show choir table. <laughs> oh yes. We sat at the I show don't know where anyone table. else sat because I didn't bother with peasants. I didn't keep track of them. <laughs> they weren't at the show choir Well, here's table, the thing, so. because senior year, do you remember? So we would have like, it would be like the same seats every day for lunch, right? Yes. You, do it, you wouldn't mess up the seats. It was like a big deal. And so like, I think in the first week, the, the first week somebody like sat in your seat. And so there wasn't any like seats left and, and you were like, all right, well, I'm just going to go sit over here. And you went and sat with your like physics friends. Yeah. For the whole rest of the year. That's what happened. And you wouldn't come and join us. <laughs> I was I like, hey, we got a spot open. You're like, no, I'm not. You, no, I'm and not. it was like something silly, like Chandler took your seat or something. Like, Probably. And like, so, and sure, like made a big just... deal about it. And you're like, this is not a big deal. I'm going to go sit over here. And then, like, <laughs> and that was it for the rest of the year. Uh, but I distinctly remember where the different. Um, where different groups of people sat because we did have clicks in at Carroll. I mean, we had it was show choir. You sat with some of your like physics nerd friends, nerds. I was at the nerd table, and I remember like where the goths sat. They sat like to the left. It's a terrible. Did description. we have goths or were they scene kids slash emo kids? Yes, that's probably better way to describe it. It's a, it's a nebulous line I don't know to draw. The, I don't know the difference between emo and goth. So, yeah, I think, I think it, I think it was described to me as like goths hate the world and emos think the world hates them. Is uh is the way that I I feel like Got I keep it. track of it. Okay. <laughs> so we had that mixture of those characters in the the side, and then uh, and then I remember where the um like the athletes sat like the football players, basketball players. Cause I had some of those friends. And so sometimes I'd go and visit them. And talk Cause to you them. were Kyle hoops. Yeah. Kyle hoops. <laughs> Kyle hoops is my first email right there. If anyone wants to send Kyle hoops at frontier an email. Yeah. Uh, I will never receive it. it. Don't know <laughs> the login, but it's Kyle hoops is still logging for some things for my things, but oh, there you it's go, good guys. To, it's great to Try give to out my Kyle's login. Passwords. Uh, like yeah, you should give your password out over the internet. That's smart, Kyle. Smart. <laughs> well, you said it. The thing is, you said the email address a little bit wrong, so it's perfect that's because okay. it's not actually it. So that's, yeah, because I was trying to not give out your actual thing because I do think I remember what it actually is. Because <laughs> um, I was the keeper of the passwords, yeah. Kyle. You have to yeah. remember for you still our do. YouTube I have channel. to text you. Oh yeah, for our YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah, because we jumped on each other's accounts so much for making videos that I had everybody's passwords saved. Yep. 
Okay. All right. Let's go. We got movie to talk about, Kyle. No more talking about our I real life I want to talk about stuff. the movie. I want to talk about real life. Real life. Um, we see that Chastity has the hots for Tyler, but Mandy doesn't approve of that. We don't know why. We don't know what the relationship between Mandy and Tyler is. Mm-hmm. And we don't learn it for a weird amount of time into the movie. Um, some football players try to assault Joe within like two seconds of yeah, entering the what cafeteria. what the heck? That is the was... worst, creepiest thing. He like Ooh. runs up to try and grab her butt. Like Yeah. Didn't care for that. You remember doing uh, that in high school? Because I don't remember just running up to girls and squeezing their butts. The new. Now I never did ones. that, but I will say I did have a tradition of once a year. You know Blair, our friend Blair. Yes. Uh-huh. Of once a year before we would go on stage and show choir, I'd grab her butt and then she would slap me in the face. It was a once a year tradition. <laughs> uh, I don't remember how it started, um, <laughs> but it just became a thing. Um, so yes, I would I would pick one random competition to do that. Someone you we know out. and have a known yes, joke I had known with, for years. Not a new so, girl in the school. Yes. No, I can honestly. I've never run up to a random girl and grabbed her ass. Yeah. Uh, and then her yes. and then her line is, uh, no. She's like no groping south of the equator, and then she's like or north creep yes like yes it's like when she first says i'm like what, what are you supposed to i know grope? yeah when she said that too i was like um how about just no groping what are you yeah, talking about, about no groping <laughs> regardless of but where the can, equator is yeah exactly you can grope well based on her distinction you can grope at the equator you can't go south or north oh, yeah. but if you get a right in the midpoint you can grope That's there fine. I guess. yeah uh yeah she like I don't know, like twists his wrists or whatever or something, right? She fends yeah. him off. She does something cool. I will say and she I, like looks cool in the beginning with her walking in. You know, she like I don't know if we've seen she, her on her moped. The moped's a little bit like that's dorky, dorky, but, but they yeah. make it like it's so cool. Like she's on a moped, but that's kind of dorky. But the rest of it, she looks cool. She's got like I pleather I don't know. stuff on. I think she looks cool. I don't like the 2011 fashion in this movie. So I don't ever think anybody looks cool the whole time, honestly. Um, I'm not, it's not my favorite era for clothing for teens, I guess. If this were a 90s movie, like 15 and pregnant, I'd be all in, you know? <laughs> but this, this ain't it for me. Um, the, the plastics are like, they seem to be impressed maybe by Joe when she does that, I guess. Um, and then meanwhile, Abby like feeds Mandy's dog and then the dog goes and pukes in Mandy's purse. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Abby, there's, it's clear that there's some history of hatred between Mandy and Abby and Mandy. It's mad at Abby. Abby tries to apologize. Doesn't go well. She like falls down and hurts her leg or something. I think I'm not sure. I I don't know. Mandy then Mandy just throws her purse away with the dog inside of it after, which was, I thought was a little bit funny that she threw away her dog um and then another you think girl if katie heron had, had hurt her leg in the first movie they would have called her limpy lohan and then another girl goes <laughs> and fishes the purse out of the trash and takes the dog as well uh i'm just not gonna respond back at home <laughs> joe talks with her dad about the first day of school and college plans before we move on kyle i do have to shout out do you know who the actor is that plays joe's dad uh, Lyndon Ashby. Yeah. I thought he looked a little familiar, but I couldn't well, place it. 
Are you familiar with the hit 1995 film Mortal Kombat? <laughs> because her dad plays Johnny Cage in oh, that movie. I know you know him then because he's your favorite <laughs> yes. character. I love Johnny Cage and I love the whole time I was watching this movie. I was like, this guy looks so familiar to me. Yeah. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Uh, I was a big fan of that movie when I was a kid. I'm sure it's not good now. But for some reason, I thought you know, this guy kind of looks like he could be the brother of like Matthew McConaughey or something. He's but not really. Probably it's probably my own no. thoughts. He, but. he could be like I could see it. Maybe he could be like a stunt double for somebody. Yeah. If, yeah. He's just like a generic kind of weathered white guy look. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um. Now they're talking about college plans and her dad just kind of <laughs> casually drops that his investments took a dump and he lost all of the money that he had for like her college fund and she, he can't afford Carnegie Mellon anymore. Yeah. Just uh, this is so st- stupid. Like it's it's terrible because he's immediately he's such a turd cuz yeah. cuz she's like obviously distraught. This is she's already yes. voiced like that's where her mom went, her mom's dead, right? We know this yes. at this point. And well, like this yeah. this is like her whole goal in life is to go to Carnegie Mellon and he's just like you know I lost all the money so you can't go there and he's and he's just immediately like I know you're disappointed and that's okay and yeah. like well it's, it's so like, funny to me cuz she's clearly freaking out she's like crying hysterical and he like puts his hand on her shoulder and he's like you don't always have to be so strong yes. Joe yeah that's the I'm next like, thing he says what are you talking says. about you don't always have to be so strong what she's not being strong you're <laughs> You're a moron. You lost her. You told her you're, she's going to Carnegie Mellon. Also, why in these movies our student loans don't exist? Why don't students? I know. In all the, whenever this plot point comes up, it's like, yeah. why don't student loans exist? It makes no sense. It doesn't. And it's hilarious because Joe's got like a 4.5 GPA or whatever. Like she would have scholarships. Yeah. If she, at this point, you know, already she would know that she would have some. It's whatever. Um, so she she is upset, like you said. Her mom went to Carnegie Mellon, and she's trying to follow in her footsteps. Her mom died when she was like one year old. So it's just been her and her dad her whole life, basically. Um, and then after this, we get some background on Abby and Mandy and why they hate each other, or why Mandy hates Abby, I guess. They're both like rich, spoiled kids, but I guess Abby's dad is richer, yeah. and so she's always had nice things, which Mandy takes personally. I thought this was really funny, this like montage of them, um, like Mandy getting something nice and Abby having something nicer. I don't think it was funny because of anything in the writing or anything intentional. I thought it was funny because it's funny to watch a movie that has no budget try to portray extreme wealth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny when they're like, she would she showed up in like a handmade, beautiful yeah, dress and it's just for a normal, Halloween. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a, a normal looking dress. dress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, so that was the like one of the things. It's like it looks like about the same as what she's wearing but I know. hers was store bought and Abby's was handmade <laughs> all this stuff and Ooh. they get like bounce houses and it's like Abby's was three stories tall it's like no it's like the same height as the other one you just showed it just has a slide on it that's yeah. it it's stupid um I, I think it's kind of a fun element like oh this like the rivalry is because Abby is is super rich and like because yeah. you don't that's a that's a that's a little twist because you don't think she's a little rich twist at all. On she, the formula. she doesn't dress like in any fashion that would make you think it's you know super expensive, and she's a dork kind of loser. And so, yeah. oh, she's uber rich. That's kind of interesting. 
Her dad's so. like a uh, an infomercial star. Yeah, he's like a like uh, as seen on TV type products. Yes. Like the there's like a mop, like a Roomba, but it's a mop <laughs> that I saw. That's good. I was gonna take note of his products, but I could not force myself. That was the only one that I really saw. They're kind of in the background. I wish you could see more of them. Yeah, it's weird. They did. It's like one of the only set decorating things that they do any make any sort of effort on, and then they never like make it visible. Really, what he did. There's the fake products, but you can't make them out very well. Um, so eventually things like reach their head, I guess Mandy decides she's going to up their rivalry because Abby gets a better parking spot than her because of her hurt ankle. Yes. Cause she, she gets a handicap placard yeah. so that she could park in the handicap spot. So of course Mandy is not happy about that. Yes. And then we, we see a scene where like Mandy and the plastics recruit Elliot, the tech nerd to do something but we don't find out what it is yet. They're just like, mm-hmm. they get him. Um, and she has her boyfriend in the lunchroom slam a food tray into like Abby's face. Yeah, it's terrible. Super aggressively. Like, what the fuck? That's just violent. That's so yeah, horrible. It's not like a smart. It's not like she's a criminal. She's a mastermind of being evil. No, she just. Yeah, but, had her but then the way Joe narrates the it, they talk about it like she's yeah. some devious mastermind. No, no she's not. There's nothing devious about that. It's not clever. It's, hey, it's like you might as well just like, hey, go beat that girl up to your boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> um, and they also, they paintball Abby's car, mm-hmm. which for some reason means Joe offers her a ride home. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, why doesn't, yeah, Abby like comes out, everybody's right. like laughing and pointing at her car, which is ridiculous. Poor Abby. Abby's done nothing to anybody. And so. No, she hasn't. And so they're. Like, I guess, so, so, yeah, Joe is like, hey, hop on my, I'll give you a ride home, and then to save her the embarrassment of driving off in her paintball car, I mean, she's gonna have to drive away with it at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just was, okay, I just don't, yeah, you can, you can still drive it, they didn't, like, slash the tires, they just put paint on it, yeah. it was weird. Um, so, once they, Joe, Joe offers her a ride home on her Vespa, moped, whatever thing, and uh, when they get there, Abby runs into the house, super depressed. She leaves her notebook behind, which Joe returns to Abby's dad, um, named Sydney, and then uh, Sydney gets an idea after his, he talks with his wife for a second, and he, this is where we get back around to the beginning of the movie. <gasps> this is the guy from the beginning. Oh my gosh! Um, he offers to pay Joe to be Abby's friend so that she can, like, not be such a loser at school, right? Yeah. And Joe resists at first, but she eventually concedes when he brings up, like, I could pay for your college. Mm-hmm. Uh, there it is. There it is. So we've got, this movie's one of those movies, one of those, like, you know, relationships founded on false pretenses movies. Yeah. Your classic, somebody made a bet, somebody made a dare, somebody's paying you type mm-hmm. stories. And you want to yeah. think, you know, I wouldn't take money to be someone's friend, but he offers her, he offers her like $4,000 yeah, to get abs- started. And I'm like, yes, I would absolutely take this and probably tell the person 
and be like, I, just, hey, I was about to say, I would like to be your friend for real, mm-hmm. but your dad wants to pay me as well. And so you want, uh, we could split it if you want, or, you know, something uh, like that, you know, literally exactly what I was going to say I would do. I would just be like, yeah, I'd take that 4k. The only hesitation to tell the person might be that it's probably going to, if they take it really badly, it's going to ruin their relationship with their dad. Right? Like, yes, true. Yeah. yeah. You find out your dad is trying to pay people behind your back to be your friend. Cause they think you're such a loser. Yeah. Um, that might, they might take that harshly, but I think I could find a way to bring it up. And that reminds me, Kyle, I was texting your dad recently <laughs> and I also happened to find $2,000. Would you like it? Oh yeah, sure. Well, that, okay, that's cool. Perfect. Sounds nice. <laughs> What have you found out that I do this podcast with you because your dad is paying me? <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe my dad. I would believe my wife. Yeah, would be she wants you. time away from yeah, you. Like she gets Thursday nights alone each week for a small price. Like yeah, absolutely, I would believe that. That makes sense. Um, the next scene starts. Okay, it starts with the plastics talking about how four hundred people have viewed the pictures of them bullying Abby and they say that computer geek lived up to his promise. What did he do? I I don't know. Because they just, it's posted on like their Facebook equivalent, you know, it's not like it's, it doesn't look like it's posted on like the school website. I mean, it is like related to the school, but it is on Mandy's personal page. So I feel like anybody can upload onto their own personal page, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand why what he I did. I can't remember the uh, the pictures from a certain angle. Did he hack a, syst- uh, a, a security system to get a cool angle on the pictures? This movie sucks, so the photos are like just the still from the movie. There's another part later in the movie where this happens where it's like we're seeing footage that is clearly just could only have been captured by the movie camera <laughs> in real life, and it bothers me. I love I'm how, I love how to happens. just explain it. It's you. It's just this movie sucks, so that's yes. why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't put the thought into it. There's no way we're gonna. There's a big one that really bothers me later in the movie. We're gonna talk about. Um, and they see a video that somebody else posted of Joe giving Abby a ride home, and the comments are all like, "Oh, she's so cool. She's so hot." Yeah. Okay, well, she she looks, Joe looks, I mean, I don't think that this actress is bad looking, but she just looks normal to me, like completely normal. She's on that cool moped, though. Yeah. And maybe it works for some people and not others. That's, you know, why it worked, the pleather and all that stuff works for me, maybe. I don't know. I guess. She's just not my type. She's a little too, they're all, none of them have like, Mandy and Joe are both very skinny kind of I don't know they they have like no meat on their bones I feel like at all yeah you know they look too bird like too fragile to me um so the Manny's enraged by these comments right that somebody would dare befriend Abby and so she decides that they are going to have to like try and win Joe over I guess like turn her over to the plastic side um, but Joe is not interested. They the next day at school they like invite her to go get coffee. Specifically, they're gonna get like no fat, f- fake sugar frappuccinos or something like that. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it. It's dumb. It's a dumb it line. Dumb. It's like it's very dumb. It's like somebody put in there and thought it was funny, but there's yeah. no. It's like cellulite in a straw, but without the cellulite. I think is what Hope uh, says. Yeah. 
and Joe's not interested. She shuts them down in the hallway without hesitation, which makes the another girl. I think this is the girl who took the dog out of the trash earlier. Quinn Shin, the editor of the school paper. Oh, yeah. 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 She she comes up to Joe and she's impressed that she turned them down. But she warns Joe that Mandy can ruin her life. Mm. And she tells Joe about how Mandy once poisoned her with strawberries that she's allergic to and almost killed her. Yeah, that's <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Mandy, I will say this. She is a, more of a sociopath. Than yeah, she's Regina ruthless George. and a yeah. actual. Yeah, I mean, if she's willing to murder somebody, like, hey, she's allergic <laughs> to strawberries. So, yeah, give That's her strawberries. Bad. That's pretty bad. There, there's a part way later in the movie where she just is like a full blown, like she's like ruining Joe's dad's life and feels no guilt at all about yes. it. Yeah, yeah. She lacks um, tact, but she's yeah, she more. Does. Yeah. <laughs> um, Later, we see Joe tries to, like, bond with Abby, who does not believe that somebody would even want to be her friend and is resistant, right? Um, And then Principal Duvall does some video announcements about a school charity drive. There's, like, you can tell Tim Meadows is trying to make it funny. There's, Mm -hmm. like, a bit where somebody keeps passing in front of the camera while he's talking, you know? And it's like, he's, he's... I'm impressed when I'm watching it because I'm, like... There's nothing in the writing here, and you're almost making it funny. Yeah, Tim Meadows, like he's like he's really the so only good. like interesting part, fun part is like his little scenes, and you're like, oh, this this could be funny, and it you know sometimes it's funny, and like he's yeah. he's doing a great job. Yes, like you already um, spoiled it. You know, we we know who our best performer. <laughs> we definitely know who it is. I don't know. I might surprise <laughs> you, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> You don't know, maybe Diego Bonetta's Tyler Adams is going to get my best performer. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, Mandy and the Plastics, like while the announcements are going on, they talk about how Mandy is a lock for homecoming queen, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure you could relate to, Kyle, as a two-time oh, yeah. homecoming king winner. Two-timer right here. Yeah. Homecoming <laughs> king. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a lock so from the good. beginning, I knew. You knew, you knew. You showed up day one, freshman year. You said, ah, this is all going to be mine someday. Yep. And you went, when you go, when you take cash someday to Carroll High School, are you going to do like the Mufasa Simba, everything the light touches? (laughs) This has already happened. Because so I won Homecoming King in high school, and then I won it in college too, which is, you know, weird that my college had Homecoming King, but it is. You've never heard of a college. It's whatever. It existed. So, of course, I planned my whole four years. You petitioned your whole four years to get it to happen so you could win. Oh, yeah. So I could, yeah. It's the first year (laughs) that that they did it. No. No, I carefully planned each year. So I would increasingly get more, more popular, you know, spread my wings out and and appeal to all (laughs) different groups. So at the end, I'd get all the votes from every, you know, that, that, that was my, uh, my strategy. If you ever, if you ever want to learn how to win homecoming King, I'll, maybe I'll put out a, uh, like a YouTube series on how to win homecoming King. And so, good. um, no, but this legitimately, this has already happened because I took him to, to Iwu to, to dear Wesley. And, and I was like, I told him I I used to be the King here. And he was like, so (laughs) impressed. I was like this, I was the King. This is my land. And he was, he was so impressed. It was awesome. It was worth it. It was like totally worth it. Cause like, there's no, there's no benefit in, especially college to being homecoming king. There's a little bit of benefit in in high school, but in college What's the benefit? <laughs> well, this goes into a whole separate discussion. Have I ever discussed my my the social attractiveness scale to you? 
I don't think you have ever discussed the social attractiveness scale. This is great because I, I can't believe I've never brought this up because this is my own theory that I've been working on for, for about 10 years or so. I'm going to write a book on at one point and I've coined it the social attractiveness scale. And this is mm-hmm. in a social environment, who finds who attractive and what are girls looking for? What are guys looking for? And so high school is the perfect kind of uh, experiment for this because it's a contained environment. It's that social aspect where you're with the same people every day. And so the attractiveness scale, there's like three major things that make you more attractive to somebody else. And that's your social status, kind of like what group you're in. You know, if you're in the mm-hmm. popular group or the or the nerd group is, uh, you know, lower on the social attractiveness scale. You've got your sense of humor and then just your physical attractiveness, right? And so yeah. if you have all those three, you know, you're going to be at the top of the scale. If you if you don't have those things, then you're going to be lower on the scale. And so people who are lower on the scale maybe uh, are end up together, higher on the scale, end up together. There's a lot that goes into this theory. But essentially... Yeah. It's all made up and stupid, and you shouldn't actually. You should shouldn't. know. About I feel like this. I'm listening to like a pickup artist, like yes, talk about that. That's what it is. But you have to yeah. think beyond it, right? To actually. So I get find... it. So you're so unfunny and unattractive that being homecoming king raised your clout mm-hmm. enough that you could get Carrie to be with you. Yes, it's a temporary bonus. But here's how it works. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. girls, what are girls looking for? They're looking for guys who are higher than them on the social attractiveness scale. <laughs> So they're looking okay. to elevate themselves. This is why girls tend to that one thing that is also part of the scale is age. And so yeah. girls will they'll oftentimes date guys who are a grade higher than them, you know? Mm. But the opposite is not true. You don't usually find girls who are dating guys in classes lower to them unless they're woke individuals who uh, don't who understand the social attractiveness scale is garbage. Like uh-huh. someone must on this, my wife yes. who is two grades above me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like cool. someone on this podcast is yeah. Now, but. but you have to remember though, I was in a band, so clearly I was high. We're yeah. both high on the social attractiveness scales in the band that played at my at our prom for the opening of it. So Yeah, so you have transcended yeah, yeah that, that yeah. transcends <laughs> age gaps. Yeah. It's amazing. And so so uh yeah, so guys. So so girls want to date higher on the social attractiveness scale. Guys mm-hmm. like girls who are higher than them on the scale, but they don't pursue those girls. They don't feel confident <laughs> enough to pursue those girls. So guys look for girls who are even with them or slightly lower on the it social sounds like a, This really scale. sounds like a dig at your wife right now. <laughs> look, Carrie hates this theory because it, it because it it is, but it's it not meant to her be. as being less socially attractive are, than you. But we are both <laughs> We we have transcend. We are, we do not. I knew about this in high school, so I didn't subscribe <laughs> to this. Worst to this, thing it looks it looks pretty pretty bad on paper. But but anyways, so and if you so if you want to elevate yourself, so if you become homecoming king, case study homecoming king versus homecoming queen, homecoming king. If you become homecoming king, you get that bump in the social attractiveness scale. And like for a week, like girls were wanting to like take pictures of me. And I was very awkward with girls in high school, like very awkward. And so I didn't like talk to girls very often. Or if I did, it was like not actually like texting or anything like that. But like I could tell I got some more attention. But for the homecoming queen, and I've talked to other homecoming queens about this too. You guys hang out on your yeah. Facebook there's a special yeah. There's a special forum. like Reddit for it. You know, yes. it's a close knit community. 
<sighs> but um, but they don't get any more attention from boys. They get less usually, like the homecoming mm. queen. So when they win, they have elevated themselves up past some some of the guys. And so guys, like I said, maybe are like, oh, she's so amazing and cool, but they don't pursue it because they don't. They're think intimidated. They, yeah, they've become intimidated by it. And so, mm. so yeah, so yeah, it's uh, a, it's, it's. I'm gonna write a book one day. I'm gonna become very famous and 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 become a famous author. But the whatever the, this book is sounds like it should be the basis for like Mean Girls three or like ooh. the Mean Guys reboot. Yes, you know? that like. could be it. Because because <laughs> the whole message is to throw this out the window. Understand why people find each other attractive, so you can see who's actually compatible. You know. Because because mm. these relationships that are based on the social attractiveness scale, they don't mm. last. They're they're flippant. They don't work because they're not actually compatible with each other. But as you and I know, and a lot of our friends who have found true love in high school, because we have a lot mm. of high school sweethearts. Friends, we're very so. we're very atypical friend group in that way. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and so that that's it. I guess that substitutes as Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. Cause I don't have anything okay. else, but obviously oh, wow. it's a ridiculous right. theory that is, I'm, you know, partially just tongue in cheek, but it's yeah, that's, I, that's I, it. I like so. it, Kyle. I, 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 I like it. That's good. Very surprised you, you it can... hasn't come up before because I've told other people this like throughout. The I'm years, surprised so. too, knowing <laughs> you that it hasn't come up, especially because we've done so many, like, I don't know, I would think was Powderpuff part of your increasing of your social attractiveness scale? Powderpuff actually, I mean, it's guys wearing skirts, right? But if you're yeah. out there looking confident and you do it well, then yes, it's. I mean, it's a risk. I mean, risk versus reward. It it definitely improved our social attractiveness. Powderpuff. Oh like, yes, for sure. There's no doubt that. I mean, because it's. In that particular instance, it shows us being confident, obviously, like you said, in our own, I don't know, like masculinity enough to go out there and dance in skirts or whatever. But it also is like because it is us essentially performing for the girls, right? Because Powderpuff is all about them being the football stars. And it's like us saying, we're going to put all this effort in to honor your time as the football players. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it's just us being like, we just want to go out there and dance and be goofy and prove we're funny. Yeah. And if, but it's risk because if we went went out there and we weren't funny or we're total losers, then it's like, Mm -hmm. well, those guys are, you're with a Powderpuff guy. Like, why would you like Uh. that? person you know so we wouldn't know though because we're we're professional nba wnba halftime performers oh yeah we are yeah kyle we got to get back into this i think we should yes (laughs) um where the fuck was i uh okay so they they talk manny and the friends talk about their lock for being homecoming queen and then after school joe pretends um to i think she pretends to have missed the bus or something like she i don't know i'm assuming that she is intentionally just trying to get a ride from Abby, right? To be her friend. So yes. she says she missed the bus. She asks Abby if she could take, if she knows where any auto parts stores are because she needs to get like a spark plug for her scooter or whatever. Yeah. And Abby's like, I'll give you a ride. I owe you one. And they're, the auto parts store is near the coffee shop. So they go there and like they see the plastics across the street getting the coffee that they invited Joe to get. And Mandy is she's outraged. She squeezes her cup and it explodes in her hand. I do like that. That's good. I don't like it because I don't think it's filmed well. I think they kill the joke 
by it's tight on Mandy's face mm-hmm. and they like pan down to her hand yeah. as it explodes. I think you want to do the whole thing in a wide shot. Yeah, you want the wide shot where it's the all the reactions and then it, and then the yeah. big burst with Cuz you cuz you give cut. it away when the camera starts moving, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you want it to be a static frame for the explosion and maybe you can cut in close after the explosion happens. But yeah. That's just me. That's just my personal comedic taste. That's my punch-up. Um, back at her house, Joe invites Abby inside, and they, like, bond over how Joe's a shitty artist. I guess. They're just, like, she's yeah. got crappy architecture <laughs> drawings, and she's like, maybe you could help me draw things sometime, because I love building cars, but I want to be an architect to build something permanent and lasting. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. It's like, okay, Abby's, whatever. Abby's, like, a really good artist, though. Like, her stuff is yeah. great. She is, and throughout the movie, they kind of, like, reference that she shouldn't be wasting her talent helping Joe draw, like, buildings, and I agree for the most part. Yeah. Like, Joe can just, you're drawing buildings, just get, like, a ruler and some graph paper and, like, learn how to draw yeah. a building. If you want to be an architect, right? Like, you can't just have somebody else draw your stuff out for well, you, can you? They don't probably really... don't draw anymore. They probably use, uh, they probably yeah, use. I'm sure they use, like, CAD programs yeah. or whatever, yeah, to do it. Irrelevant. This movie's irrelevant. irrelevant. Who needs to draw? This is 2011. It was a different time. They, uh, <laughs> they were still drawing, I guess. Um, they changed the spark plug on Joe's bike together, and then Abby leaves, and then Joe's dad has a confrontation with their neighbor, which is clearly set up for something down the line where he's like, I think you're running an illegal chop shop, so I have installed security cameras yeah. pointed at <laughs> <No>. your house. <laughs> Mr. Winkle, I think is his yeah. name. And then... The plastics just fucking run into Joe's garage in broad daylight yeah, right behind her dad. Right behind her dad. He's right there. <laughs> He's and they're like right sneaking there. in. Yeah. Right behind. They're all there. Everyone's so poorly there. done. Mr. It Winkle's is, still watching, probably. They, they, Mr. Winkle would have seen that. He was talking to the dad. He would have seen these girls coming up behind him. You think <laughs> they just filmed that and then they didn't know where to place it? Or they real, they, it's like a different. They just had to place it somewhere. And so that's just, I, I just think that they, yeah, I think they just didn't have time to set up like a different day for them to come in or something. I don't know. They just, it sucks. And later they sneak into the garage later in the movie and they do it then like they sneak from the back of the house or something. This is just like one of the most poorly done scenes I've ever, yeah, I've ever watched. Bad. It's just so bad. So stupid. Um, they go in there and they put like industrial glue on uh, Joe's bike seat, right? Yeah. So that the next morning when she gets to school, she can't get off her bike and she has to like drive it through the hallway to the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it backfires on him because yeah, she everyone's looks like, super oh, cool. that's so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she like takes up, she just takes her pants off and Abby lends her like an old dirty art smock to wear as a skirt. And so. Everyone thinks she's so cool. Tyler's like, you look hot in that. And and then the next day, all the girls are wearing like paint speckled clothes, Kyle. Oh, it sounds oh, like it's it sort of seems like mean girls, you know? Yeah, it's the uh, it's like the opposite of yeah, mean girls the one, cutting out. Where the, it's, yes, the bra holes, I guess, is yeah. I don't know how else to say that, but 
Yeah, it's it's Mean Girls one. It's Katie and um, Janice and Damien are like doing pranks on Regina George that are often backfiring and just like setting trends. Mm -hmm. In this case, it's the plastics trying to fuck with Joe. But everybody just thinks Joe's cool because of the way she handles it, I guess. Um, Mandy orders Chastity to go make out with the student intern to get Joe's personal file. And then he orders Hope to stalk her because she needs more information for her devious planning, I guess. Right? Yeah. Joe goes and visits Abby's art studio and they talk about architecture and arts and buildings or whatever. And Abby reveals that her dad doesn't approve of her art. So she has to say it's for school whenever she's working on it. It's like her dad doesn't Come approve on, her dad. art, but she's got her own art studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's <laughs> a good point. And her art's really good. You know, it is. It's great. Like, her dad, pro- you know, maybe her dad was just like, maybe not get an art degree because maybe you don't need it. Because like, look at this, like maybe get something else if you're going to go to college. But, you know, I I'm surprised her dad is that concerned because he's clearly like filthy rich you know yeah it seems like all he cares he he makes it clear that he's trying to buy his daughter's happiness throughout the movie so if all he cares about is using his wealth to make her happy wouldn't he just be like well you're set for life anyway so pursue whatever makes you happy you don't have to worry about making money from art because i'm already a billionaire or whatever like yeah Okay, well, back at school... Oh, I do want to bring up one thing oh, about the yes. paint-spattered clothes. Uh-huh. The montage of people wearing the clothes was, like, way too long. Did you notice this? Or, like, <sighs> mention that? Like, so Here's they the show, thing. like, people wearing the clothes, right? And it just... Mm-hmm. It's, like, the same shot, but, like, multiple, like, groups of people wearing the clothes. And it's, like... I don't know, full 30 seconds of like different people wearing the paint spattered clothes. And there's nothing interesting about each one. It's just the Mm -hmm. same thing for like 30 seconds. It's way too long. I don't think I noticed it because the thing about this movie is I don't think we've watched any that require me to put more effort into concentrating on the movie. So there's anytime it gets boring, it's like I automatically just drift off and look at the wall for a second. You know, (laughs) So I just think I wasn't even (laughs) registering how long it was. Um, back at school, Joe starts having like sexy fantasies about Tyler and shop class while their teacher then announces that they're going to have an egg drop competition, which seems like stupid for seniors. To yeah. Have for a senior drop. shop class. I did this in fourth yeah. grade. This is like, this is like advanced shop class too. And not only are they having an egg drop competition, but Joe talks about how the winner is eligible for like some super fancy yeah. architecture <laughs> scholarship, which then the teacher lays out the guidelines for this scholarship. And they are the most insane over the top requirements I've ever heard. You like, you have to have a 4.5 GPA, a 2300 on your SAT. Is that a if, perfect? What's perfect on SAT? Uh, perfect on the SAT is 2,400 now because it's 800 each section, 800 math, 800 reading, 800 writing or whatever. How did you, wait, you knew, I'm very surprised you actually knew that. That's pretty good. Well, I only remember because I know my, it used to only be out of 1,600 because it was just math and reading. And I know that my combined math and reading was, uh, 1,510. I remember um, nice. I don't because and I think my total score was like 2100 or something or 2200. So I know it's out of like 24. Did you take the ACT? Good. No, I never took the ACT. I have a funny story just about the, the ACT just because being at Indiana Wesleyan, which is like, you know, private school or whatever. I had a friend. We were talking about like what 
would like to be admitted to Indiana Wesleyan, like what it would take. And he's like, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure nothing because on my application, I switched the two numbers on my ACT. (laughs) And like the first one was like a one or like a really low number. And he's like, and I still got in and I uh, like, nice. I put in the info wrong. So I was like, okay, yeah. So maybe this, maybe these private schools really are just who can pay basically. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) I, I also think I just remember the scores, Kyle, because it's like every sitcom ever that has anybody going to school talks about their SATs at some point. Yes. You know, true. so I, I just remember. Yes. <sighs> what, what is the difference between the ACT and the SAT anyway? Uh, I don't think it mattered much in Indiana. I, okay. so I don't think any of us really know about it, but there was something like, I, I thought about taking it cause someone, somebody said it once it's like more heavy on science or something. So you could score mm-hmm. higher on it, but I didn't take it cause I didn't want to take, more than one and like i think i ended up taking the sat twice or i think i took a pre-sat at one point i don't know but yeah i remember this is gonna sound like i'm bragging but it's just it's funny to me right so the psats yeah i remember i was in like the 99th percentile on the psats right yeah. and it was like if you got a certain score you were part of like I don't know. You got some sort of award when they were handing out like the award. You know how in high school they'll give you like honors yeah. or like yeah, yeah, for the for that semester or whatever. And there was like a special award for like eight kids who got the highest PSAT scores in our school. And I remember I was one of those eight kids, right? Mm-hmm. But it was funny because I was the only one who was not an honor student. Oh, nice. So it was like they had all the <laughs> honor students up and they were like, they called out like seven names. They're like, you seven stay up here. Everyone else goes down. And then they were like, and Scott Esmond come up. Yeah. And then they gave the PSAT. <laughs> That's things. awesome. <laughs> it was really funny. That, like, I'm the only dipshit kid who doesn't do his homework who's <laughs> up here for this. That's awesome. Uh, um, Okay, but either way, so they have this 2300, you have to have an almost perfect SAT and an over-perfect GPA. Mm-hmm. But these are not the this. hurdles that are going to mess with her, right? Because there's the one last thing. <laughs> yes, it's a fucking egg drop. That's not going to be yeah. the deciding factor in any scholarship at this mm-hmm. point. But she also um, needs a letter from the shop teacher. Yes, that's going to be the worst Which is going to be her yeah. biggest hurdle because during yeah. the egg thing, he's like, you know, if you want to just bring in some deviled eggs for us, you know, that could work for your for your participation in this and it's just like i did like how sexist he was like you, uh, well, kyle you do if you do like sexism i know that about yeah you. Well, i agreed with it that's why i was yeah. uh, laughing so. <laughs> boys do shop class i'm all about the boys yeah. did we even have a shop class at our high school i think we did well no we had um we had the uh the the extra the other school I'm blanking on on its name but you could go there for like half days do you remember this mm. and like it was you could learn a trade so it was like a trade oh. school in town so it was a really cool option for cool. a lot of people that a lot of people did that and did shop over there or or whatnot so I feel like yeah I mean that would be it would have been cool to, uh, to have like a shop class thing in the school because i feel like every sitcom i've ever seen also has that element there's always like a shop well class you remember in show kids choir, just working yeah. on engines all day or whatever do you remember in show choir we went to uh, ben davis yeah that one time I, and like oh, yeah. multiple times actually but they had yes. that when we were exploring i remember the yeah parts i was thinking of the school about that, that we were not supposed to explore 
you know, when we were as we yes as we did we often did we always went where we weren't supposed to go. Um, yes. But they had like a shop area, and I I think I remember like a part of a car or something in in one of the rooms, and it was like, whoa, this is it's pretty cool. It's Indianapolis, yeah. these big schools. Hell yeah, yeah. I remember that too. That's exactly I think what I'm picturing is that same day that we were at Ben yeah. Davis. Ben Davis, uh, yeah. Ben Davis, yeah. Um, okay. Well, so they find out all about this egg drop scholarship BS. It's more than the egg drop, though, but the teacher announces that it's just like the egg drop, but apparently there's more going on than that because there's like multiple things they do that are related to this scholarship later coming up, right? Yeah, I think so. It was very unclear. Is that the because pinnacle? The, the last challenge is the egg drop? But the egg drop's the first thing they do. I know, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. All right, Maybe whatever. she's just trying Ta- to gain his approval the rest of the time because that's yeah. what she needs is to get it that is. letter. That's true. Tyler seizes the opportunity and says, he's like, well, we're going to need to win, so we should get some extra study time in. Maybe at the movies tomorrow night. And <laughs> Joe agrees, and Hope overhears this because she's been spying on Joe uh, under Mandy's orders. Mm-hmm. And later, Joe goes to tell Abby, and she's like, It'd be, it's nice to have a friend because I can tell her and she'll be excited. And Abby isn't excited. And she says it's a mistake, but she doesn't explain why, which Mm. I think is insanity that she doesn't elaborate on why this is a bad idea at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Hope texts Mandy about the date while Mandy's making out with her boyfriend, Nick. Right. Yep. And then Mandy calls Tyler a traitor and she demands her boyfriend Nick's car keys for some reason. Mm. Mm. And then Tyler shows up in Nick's car. Um, Hmm, for the date. And he says that Nick insisted that he take it. And he figured since Joe's like a, you know, a car freak, she might enjoy driving it because it's like a nice car, I guess. I sense some foul play maybe here. Hmm, you think so? Well, I guess we'll find out after nice the world's that, uh, worst date you know, montage. Maybe actually, you know, actually thinking about her bringing something that she'd like to do. And then he has her drive, which is cool. Yeah. It's like, you want to drive this cool car? And one thing about this, though, he pulls up and he doesn't even acknowledge the dad who's sitting, who's standing in the yard. Did you see this? Yeah. He like just the dad, like takes, like doesn't say hi, Mr. Whatever, Mitchell. No, hi, Mr. Mitchell. The dad is like, you have a friend who's here. That friend is a boy, though. Maybe they said something when he pulled up. No, no, he's not. No. He just doesn't say hi to the dad, which yeah, is a bad move. If you're you want to introduce yourself yeah, you, to the dad, you want to make a good impression on the dad. Especially, like I think weird. Joe's dad's going to be super protective, right? Because it's been like a single father for 17 years. Yeah. 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 But he's also an idiot who fucking blows all his college fund money. He put it all on Dogecoin or something. <laughs> he went all in on Doge. Um, Whatever we get once they leave for the date, Kyle, we get just a terrible date montage. Yeah, I scene. thought they were going to a movies, but they're they're at like a carnival or something. It's a bad. They're montage. like in the woods. It, it's the the thing about the montages. There's still photos. Yes, like they yes, clearly just it, couldn't it, afford to photos. do something. Like who is taking these pictures? I forgot yes. about the, the, the montage of pictures. It's still photos, and it's just them, like, in a nondescript area, like, eating a hot dog or, like, laughing together or whatever. It's so bad. And then after the montage, we see them at the end of the date where they're in the car together. Mm -hmm. um, And they reference going to a carnival, 
where Tyler like condescends to Joe. He's like, I was really impressed with how you handled the carnival. No screaming on the roller coaster, strong <laughs> stomach on the tilt a whirl. He's so such a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then, but this is when she reveals, Kyle, that she's never had a boyfriend before, oh. and she's never even kissed someone <gasps> Whoa. until I, Tyler leans in and kisses her. Yeah, I mean, up like at this moment, I'm sure you agree with, agree with me. I thought she was like really cool, but then I found yeah. out she's a virgin loser, and it's uh, just like, pff, what a loser. I I swear, Kyle, it was like someone put Epicac on my pizza, because I almost threw up when I found <laughs> out that she was a virgin loser. I almost oh. turned the TV off. I was like, yeah. what is this? If it weren't for this podcast, I would have, you know, but <laughs> I had to do yes. my due diligence. Would have turned it off a lot sooner. <laughs> Very true. Uh, while they're making out, though, Kyle, we see that there's a little tape recorder in the car. Mm. A very conspicuous tape recorder. Yeah. Like, it's not like a little tiny bug that's been planted. It's a full-blown, like, college lecture tape recorder. Yes. That's just sitting there. Um, so it collects that information. And then the next day, her embarrassing virginity is revealed over the announcements to the whole school. Kyle, that would be embarrassing. But also most people in that school should be like, why is who, who in their, what psychopath is, is trying, is broadcasting this information thinking it's significant i don't know it's i guess they just know that it's mandy and they have to like they know everyone in the school knows you just go along with what mandy wants which is clear that mandy wants this girl to be embarrassed that's what they're going for but i still just don't believe that mandy has any sort of control over anybody in this school besides that she does you know there's nothing that they don't show show it ever that she has control over people or that people are actually afraid of her yeah, they should show her like when she's going through the hallways, people are like handing her things or taking care of her, or clearing the way for her or something. Yes. You know, they don't do any of that. Um, it's stupid. And also, yeah, you're, I mean, like most people in high school are virgins. Yes. Like, like most of them. It's fine. I don't think that it, I don't think anybody really gives a shit. Yeah. Most much. graduate virgins. That's just that's that's data. And so I yeah. sometimes I share that data with, you know, most people aren't. But, you know, it's with people because sometimes as a high schooler you do feel like everybody maybe everybody is having sex around you and you feel like you're left out or something but that opposite is or that is not true so yeah agreed um and so uh also tyler so while the announcers are playing and joe's mortified she sees tyler and mandy walking also wait sorry another thing about that sorry i but like no, the no, no, virgin thing, like that for a girl, isn't that a good thing? Like, I, like I think we've already like established that this is a dumb plot point, right? Either way, yeah. but like, I would this would make sense more if they were trying to sell it as a guy being a virgin, right? Versus a girl. It's true. The the social dynamics, at least at this time. Uh, for a, like the Mean Girls type of movie, the insult the girls always use on each other is they call each other sluts and whores and things like that. Mm-hmm. So being more chaste would seemingly be a positive, but it's not. The, it's yeah, it's, it's a, not. It, it it's confusing. I think what it is, I don't think it should be that she's a virgin that is a big deal, but it could be that she is like the fact that she's never even kissed somebody. I guess would be embarrassing, right? Yes. But, but they don't say I, that. They don't say that. They mock her for somebody being now. a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. So she's they're trying to say that she is unappealing to boys, actually. Yeah. The, the, the typical, yeah, the typical 
social dynamics of a high school movie are that the guys are the ones who want to prove that they're not virgins and the girls would be afraid of being slut shamed or whatever for having sex so you wouldn't think it would be a big deal and it you know what it turns out it's not a big deal because it does work in joe's favor so i guess the movie gets it right maybe yeah like in a little bit the girls come up they're like we think it's cool you're a virgin yeah it's true uh so whatever um but Tyler, while they announce what's happening, Tyler is walking with Mandy, like arm in arm, right? Which Joe sees and assumes that Tyler was in on this whole thing. And Tyler doesn't even like, he doesn't like break away from Mandy or run to Joe or anything. He just like stands there and stares at her. It's an idiot. Like, Go talk to he her. He sucks. You're the yeah. girl that you just went on a good date with, like, yeah. everything just leaked from that. You know, you... you we learned that he was like not involved in this. So that's it's yes. so strange. So he, he should seem angry right away. And he doesn't. Yeah. He's just like, oh, what's going on? Uh, Maybe he didn't hear it. You know. Maybe I he was guess, in the bathroom. Whatever. <laughs> he's, no, he's there. He's when it's happening. He hears it. Uh whatever. Abby go Abby comforts Joe in the bathroom uh and invites her to an emergency slumber party, which makes Joe feel bad because their friendship is based on a lie. Yeah. Um and then Tyler tries to like apologize to Joe, but Joe doesn't want to hear it. Like he finally comes to her and is trying to apologize. And she's like, just get away. And then in the lunchroom, we get that scene that I was just talking about where like a group of three girls come up and they're like, we all got tricked by some senior guy into giving up our virginity and he dumped us. Yeah. And we think it's cool that you're a virgin. It's like So weird to imagine high schoolers coming up to yeah. each other and being it's like that. Very strange. Um, Joe questions how Tyler could do this and what he even sees in Mandy or why he puts up with her. And that's when Abby finally reveals that Mandy isn't dating Tyler. It, Tyler's her stepbrother. Oh, why wouldn't you say oh. that earlier? Oh, Mandy's why, yeah, stepbrother. How, oh, what? You're yeah. going on a date with him? That's okay. That's a, it would so obviously come. It's not like a secret. There's no reason why it wouldn't have come up before. Yeah. It's so dumb. It seems like the immediate thing that you would say. When two people are related in high school, that is just news that comes out right away when you talk about both of them, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So stupid. Um, and then, like, Tyler comes in and he starts, like, fighting with Nick about the bug in the car, about the recorder, which Joe sees and I think and is like, oh, okay, so he wasn't in on it, right? Yeah. Um, and then the plastics are sitting there and they're plotting their next move. And I, Chastity has one line that's almost funny where she's like, so... I'm sorry, so like she's never made out with anyone before, like or just this week. Yeah, you know, like she just can't grasp. I don't the like idea the delivery. I don't like the setup of no. the joke. Like it, it could be there. You could do it. You could make the timing better, or even just edit it better, better to make yes. it hit. But it just, it's too drawn out, and the joke is too obvious that that yes. they talk too slow in this movie. So they by did. the time the line comes out, you already know it's coming, and it's not funny. So it's not. Um. Elliot, the tech nerd guy, uh, apologizes for helping Mandy and then flirts with Abby, who seems to be interested. I don't fuck Elliot. I hate that he gets like any sort of redemption in this movie. He's like a loser incel who helps the villains in the beginning. Yeah. You know, he's and, supposed to stupid. be just this like neutral plot point thing. Like, he's like I do what Kevin they, I do. Get, I do what people pay me to do kind of thing and like yeah. take no moral response, moral responsibility from anything. And mm -hmm. that's his deal, but it's yeah, don't like him. He's he 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 is your stand-in sort of Kevin Napore style character from the first movie. He's like the nerd yes. who's trying to yeah. be horny or sexy yeah. or whatever. Um, 
in shop class, Joe forgives Tyler now, believing that he didn't know about the bug. And then, surprisingly, Joe is too busy enjoying having friends and a boyfriend to really be all that upset, right? Um, she's becoming more and more popular, challenging Mandy's position as top dog. And Mandy and the Plastics start targeting her even harder. They sabotage her shop projects to ruin her chances at this architecture scholarship or whatever. Um, it's just... It's whatever. It's, it's like they... I don't know. They they swap out her egg with like a rotten egg or something for the egg drop. Yeah. And they replace her CO2 canister for like this car thing they're doing in shop class with laughing gas, which makes the car like explode or something. Yeah, it's dumb. I I hate the the, the shot where the she reveals the egg was rotten or whatever and so they mm-hmm. you see like Mandy behind a bush like walking like smile and walk away from like a whole carton of eggs with one egg yeah. missing like we didn't yes. need like we needed that super obvious and like why would she I leave so the carton confused. of eggs there I, I know it's so stupid oh it's like it's very similar like i don't know all the shots of like mandy hiding behind a bush just looks so bad it looks like something from like a from like a really really cheap Saturday morning black and white cereal in a like yeah. a theater in like the twenties. <laughs> like, you know, like it's so dumb. Like it's just ugh. Um but then at the end of all their sabotaging, eventually they break back into Joe's garage. And this is where we get her like most sociopathic thing where they they sabotage the engine that Joe's dad has been working on. Yes. Right? Uh, like and <laughs> this is horrible what they do. Yeah, um, just totally sabotage it, and maybe they don't understand the the weight of what they're doing. No, you know? they just they do. Like, they, they because okay, her dad's heartbroken. He says he doesn't have time or money to fix it, and she's furious. Uh, Joe's furious because she spots like the fake sugar packets that fell out of Hope's fanny pack. I yeah. think. Um, and she vows the plastics are going down and she goes and confronts them at the coffee shop. And she's like, this is my dad's life. You vapid bitch. And Mandy is just like, well, I know, but I figured no job, no income, no house, no Jojo. Yeah. Like she knows that she is ruining somebody's someone's entire life. life. Yeah. It's I like, I'm not, I don't, I've never been in a fight before, like a real fight, but I pretty sure I would have punched Mandy. Like at this point, or like attacked, like it that like that's call how the police. Awful. Yeah, you should call idea. the police now. You know that she did it. Like you have evidence. You found sugar packets there. Mm-hmm. You know who did this. This is a serious crime. Yes, very. And you serious. could sue them Mandy at the very is... least because Mandy's dad's got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's Boy. psycho, psychopath. She is. Um, I did like Abby... in there when they snuck oh, cool. into the garage to to. Uh, to, to sabotage it they're they were gonna all wear camo but the dumb girl wore wears pink camo you know like yeah. that, that cute pink camo i thought that was funny i i liked it in that you know whenever you see pink camo you're like that looks so stupid and terrible like why are we <laughs> mixing camouflage with bright vibrant colors it defeats the whole purpose of camouflage so i guess that, that element is funny but it's whatever. It's stupid. Hope steps in dog poop and freaks out when they're walking up to the garage, too. So funny. Okay. So funny. Abby offers to help Joe get revenge, um, which touches Joe, and she almost comes clean again, but she doesn't. 
with Quinn's help, they realize that Mandy's annual birthday bash is coming up. It's stuff so like they get Quinn to like pull all the newspaper archives so they can get any information. They need intel on the plastics, right? So they're like, we need as much information as we can get on Mandy. And the first paper they pull up, they're like, oh, Mandy's birthday's coming up. Perfect. We're done. No more intel needed. Um, so they talk about how Mandy always throws this big birthday bash and everyone wants to go. So they're going to sabotage it by throwing a bigger, better party at Abby's house across the street. Right. Mm-hmm. And Kyle, this is where the movie truly lost me. Yes. Because the day, the night of the party, we get Abby and Joe at Abby's house and Abby's mom comes in and she's like, you're wearing that. No, no, no. We've got you all these party clothes in your big fancy closet. Yes. So let's come and look at those clothes and we'll get changed. They tease a fucking makeover yeah. montage, <laughs> Kyle, and they don't give it to me. <laughs> The one thing I want. We haven't even had, like we haven't had a, a, a makeover montage yet on this podcast, right? <sighs> I don't think so. Uh, You're waiting uh, for it. It's your favorite trope. It, it yeah, is. We, I, I was furious <laughs> when this happened. I didn't think uh, that's where I didn't know that's where you were going with it. But yes, I agree. We need yeah. no fun montage of different outfits. No. This is not a fun We've already movie. done dumb picture montages. Why don't we just do a dumb picture montage of them trying on different clothes? But would that have been <sighs> enough for you? Would you have had that and felt like it was cheap and you wanted the full thing so it was worse? I mean, I would have been cheap, but I, I would have enjoyed it more than nothing, I think. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, then there's like a, a weird bit. After this, where Quinn, even though Quinn is in on their plan, she tries to go to Mandy's party anyway. So we get this like hinting that Quinn's maybe going to double cross them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and then when she gets to Abby's party, she's like not impressed because they don't have fancy food. Like they have sushi at Mandy's party. Yeah, they, and they're they're just ordering, ordering pizza, pizza at Abby's. Which this yeah. I this lost me here because Mandy is supposed to have this grip on the entire school. And yet. Yeah. The the entire school decides to go to Abby's party because it's it sounds cooler or it's going to be yeah, better. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. They don't even have food at Abby's yeah. party, right? So when they, people get there. They like, should have who, all who? gone to Mandy's because they should have. Mandy has got the grip like they would they would want to go to Mandy's, not Abby's. So, it, yes. it's yeah. If you're going to do this, there. you have to have Mandy's party start and like. Abby's party across the street starts having like blaring music and people get drawn toward it or something. Yeah. You know, it's like the parties both start at the same time and just everybody goes to Abby's. How would Mandy not know that this was happening? If Mandy is like monitoring all the social dynamics of the school as the head plastic, how could a party be thrown without her knowledge across the yes. street from her? Who knows? Um, it's the party happens. The plastics try to sabotage it by like putting Epicac on the pizza order mm-hmm. that Joe places, but Joe realizes it because she sees Hope paying the pizza guy after, and because she smells it on the pizza. Yeah. I don't know what Epicac smells like, but probably doesn't okay. smell smell good. I don't know if it has a smell. Who knows? Um, it's like well, they, they, they say something about a doctor Epicac? prescribing it or something like that. Yeah, that's not a. That's like a. That sounds like a shady Beverly Hills weight loss doctor. Just throw up after you eat, you know? Yeah. I don't know what else that, that would be I used mean, for. I could fully believe that Hope goes to like a 
quote unquote doctor, uh, like a nutrition specialist yes, or true. something who is a doctor, yes. they call themselves, you know. Um, but uh, since Joe realizes it, they instead order like Chinese food, I think, and they set aside all the pizzas. They don't let anybody eat it until the plastics come over to try to gloat, you know, about uh, what they've done. And nobody's throwing up. They're confused. Uh, Joe has Nick eat a piece of pizza and then goads Mandy into kissing Nick yeah. by like mocking how Mandy doesn't have a love life that's as good as Joe's yeah. or something. You want to see a love life, little virgin? <laughs> it's yeah. like her line so goes, and then she goes to kiss him and then he pukes all over yeah, her. Yeah, it's great. Actually, yeah. I thought that was a funny sequence of events. It was good. It was, it was funny. It's just like, I don't <laughs> believe that Mandy would get goaded to like making out with her boyfriend to try to impress Joe, but yeah. it is... When someone gets thrown up on, I mean, that's funny. Um, Abby and Abby Quinn and Joe then like proclaim themselves the anti-plastics, right? Yeah. And it's like the school is now turning into two giant girl factions. <laughs> Should have been the organics, the plastics versus the organics. Ooh, I like that. Um, and then like the anti-plastics are, their, their whole goal is just to break up the plastics. Mm-hmm. So we get more... We get the reverse antics now of them doing things to the plastics. There's kind of a cool, right? well, there's a scene that's supposed to be cool with like both the plastics and the anti-plastics kind of walking down the hall and they're yeah. separate V formations, but the music is cheery. There's narration over it that just doesn't fit. And it's, no, I think they sucks. just had like this cool idea for this scene and it, it, cause it doesn't amount to an all out brawl or anything. It's no, bad. It doesn't. So it's, it's bad. Yes. That was the yeah. That's the part where I'm talking about there being these two giant girl factions. They're like, yeah. we recruited and they started recruiting too. And it's like, who cares? None of this ever pays off. Yes. Who cares? Um, they tip off Principal Duvall about all of Chastity's secret makeout spots, which gets her detention. And Chastity thinks that it must have been Mandy who did it because she's the only one who knows about her secret makeout spots. Which then raises the question, how do the anti-plastics know about the secret makeout spots? Yeah. We never see them gather this intel I from know. anybody, <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense then. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. And so the, what at this point, the teachers are taking pictures of the students yes, making out. this is where the principal keeps snapping pictures of chastity making out with people. Which is exactly spots. what a, an adult in a school should do, is take a picture of 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 kids making out right that's well, we do know that we find out later that he's had a sexual harassment lawsuit that's true. placed on him before so maybe <laughs> oh, this is gosh. part of it um they also for hope this one was dumb they just get people to cough on her in the hallway yeah so that she'll book a spa visit where they dye her face green that's i mean that's oh, i guess clever if it works out and it did but it's just like i want them to do something more that like because then Mandy won't hang out with her because her face is green like I want them to do something that seems like Mandy is intentionally hurting her like the way they do it in Mean Girls is great when they do like the three-way phone call trick yeah you know yeah yeah like that's so fun and funny when they are like have the one trash talking the other they're like turning them against each other by mm-hmm. not letting them know that they're talking behind each other's backs and stuff it's like, just straight that's sabotage. all great there's there's no yeah tact with i mean that's a little no. it has some tact but it's not it's just it's it, yeah it's not interesting there's nothing clever yeah. about it that is making them turn on each other it's just they're just doing mean things to them there's no reason for them to suspect each other of 
or get they're angry not revealing at each other, anything really. about each other like oh yeah. they actually like talk behind their backs all the time like in the first yes. one this is just they're just being mean to each one yeah abby starts seeming to think that maybe they're going a little too far with the face dye thing because joe mentions that she put like henna ink in the dye to make it last longer or something and kyle okay and this is where we get to the scene i alluded to earlier that really bothers me okay Mm -hmm. there's this scene where principal duvall films himself dancing in his office with the announcement camera right yeah it's embarrassing, but he says no one will ever see it. Unfortunately, it gets broadcast to the TVs. Here's my problem. When it's being broadcast, the announcement, the the footage on the broadcast yeah. has <laughs> his camera in it. Yes. You can. So it's not the camera that he was recording. So who's filming him? Is this them? Why would they broadcast That's it? What I had like, the exact thought. I was like, did that tech guy set up a different camera to just record what he's doing in his office? But no, it's just the movie footage. Yes. It's so clear that like Tim Meadows, I don't know, was just goofing around or something. Yeah. And they just aired, put that in because they thought it was funny. But it breaks all form of logic in the film. And it drove me crazy. I don't know why. No, it's yeah, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's it's okay. Good, absurd. I'm glad, I'm glad you, same you noted it as well. <laughs> good. It was more um, just a confused like what, and then I just kind of moved on because it's yeah. bad. It's all bad. Yes, but. it's all bad. And then the next scene is like I don't know. I guess Joe is running for homecoming queen now to like try and steal Mandy's thunder. And there's some sort of cupcakes. I I, I wrote down Mandy cupcake scene. I don't know. I don't want to fucking watch this anymore. So I think it's like Chastity's eating one of the cupcakes that they baked and Mandy like smashes it into her face or something. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Okay. So their, their friendships are around. I didn't write anything down for it either. So. Perfect. Uh, Quinn is worried that Joe is being like too accepting into the anti-plastics and throwing off the social balance. She's like, the one thing that Mandy had right is you need a hierarchy, you know, which is okay, Quinn. Yeah. Um, Joe's dad tries to spend time with her, but she's too busy at school. Joe and Tyler get into an argument about how she's acting too much like Mandy now. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, I, I guess. Know. Cause this she's is her like downward, slightly. Yeah. This is their downward spiral. Like Katie has in the first one. But, but it's, it's not, not anywhere near as good. No, it's, it's not like, good. It's not subtle. It's kind of like quick kind of. It's, it's not even like, yeah, it's not like, like Katie is like a completely different person almost, you know, mm-hmm. like she, she's speaking in a completely different way than she is at the beginning of the movie. All that Joe does is she's like, how much sugar do you think is in this drink? Yeah. You know, like she's not talking more vapidly or what works with Katie is she's like, since she's talking like the plastic, she's talking with Aaron. She's like, shut up. That's not what I meant. And he's like, don't tell me to shut up. Like she's being rude because she's gotten too into the, mm-hmm. like the pocket of being one of the mean girls. Yeah. Joe's just being normal Joe, but I guess asking just, how much sugar there is yeah. in her drink. Okay. Wow. Um, and then, um, yeah. Tyler's like, you're, you're running for homecoming queen. You're humiliating people. You're dressing skankier or whatever. He's like, don't get me wrong. It's kind of hot though. <laughs> um, you're caring too much about what other girls think. What happened to that girl I met in shop class? Yeah. <laughs> that girl. <laughs> Just like that line. That's such a stupid line. Yeah. Um, Joe gets home. I kind of like him at this her- point. You know, he, he's taught, he's, he's telling her what's up. Like, I guess I don't mind Tyler. He's like nothing. He might as well not exist. You know, like I, he literally is sexist in the beginning, but I believe, you know, I believe that he's on an upward trajectory. I bet he's a great guy now, you know? Sure. 
I'm sure. He's not like the worst guy ever. I mean, he's pretty on par for a 2011 high schooler, I'm sure. Yeah. But he also is like, I've, I don't ever care about his and Joe's relationship. Like, I don't give a shit if yeah. they get together or not. I never even feel like they're really dating. Yeah. Um, whatever. She gets home. She finds her acceptance letter to Carnegie Mellon. She was so swept up in her mean girl antics, though, that she had, like, lost sight of her grades and the scholarship. So I guess she's not doing as well in school. We never really see the fallout of that. But mm-hmm. it seems like she implies that she's not going to get that scholarship that she needs. But then it doesn't really matter because she also has a check for $50,000 yes. from Abby's dad. <laughs> Holy shit. I know. That's, that's insane. So um, much money to just like, this is, hey, here's To send in the mail as a check. Here's $50,000. Here you go. Um, this is where she starts feeling too guilty, right? Yeah, because that's $50,000. So, She's like, well, yeah. am I really that wow. Good of a friend, I, you know. No. So she goes to, like, call off the deal with uh, Abby's dad, and then Mandy overhears it because mm-hmm. she's jogging outside. Another cheap scene she, that's just, like, in a yard, like, in yeah. just... Just there, Mandy hiding behind some bushes in broad yeah, and daylight. Joe's, like, speaking really her. loudly about this whole <laughs> yes. thing that you wouldn't really talk that loudly about in real life, yeah. like, especially If anything, it would sidewalk. make sense if they were, like... If they were inside and the window was open and yeah. they didn't think anybody could hear them, you know, like, but no, they're just outside in the open, whatever. Um, so it gets printed in the paper because like, Quinn puts it in the paper yeah, because Quinn, Mandy asked yeah. her to. She's Quinn's Quinn betrayed them. Yeah. Betrayal from Quinn. She's put it in the paper that that Joe has been paid to be Abby's friend, which is really sucky. Yeah, this whole like Quinn betrayal thing doesn't matter or work at all yeah. because it's like, who's Quinn? She's been in, like two scenes, yeah. you know, like she never really felt like she was part of their group to begin yeah, with. Yeah, so there's no weight to it. There's, it no. does not, you don't feel the weight that you feel like you should, so. Yeah, and Joe's like, you just ch- stabbed your friends in the back. And it's like, yeah, Joe, you're in a much worse position morally, so yeah. I think you gotta calm <laughs> yeah. down. Um, everyone looks at Joe in disgust in the hallway, and they all leave her there alone, crying. Um, like, Abby's obviously heartbroken about all this, or whatever. Yeah. At the coffee shop later, Quinn is, like, hanging out with the plastics, and she suggests that they get Joe expelled, yeah. <laughs> so she'll be ineligible for the homecoming race, which is fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, rub her nose so man mandy then has nick steal they're like raising money for charity like the homecoming is yeah uh mandy has nick steal that and they plant it in joe's shed framing her and getting her expelled the only part in this movie that i almost chuckled at is when they show the cops opening up the shed and they show the money and Joe's dad is just like, how'd that get there? <laughs> like the way he says, how'd that get there? It was just so blunt and stupid that I almost mm-hmm. laughed. Um, Joe knows that it was Mandy and tries to confront her in the hallway. She's like going to hit her. And the principal stops her from hitting Mandy. And it's a good Tim Meadows delivery where he's like, as much as we might all like that. Yeah, I know. Like, I love, it. I love, love his character. You know, at least they got the principal back because his little yes. comments like that are just great. Uh-huh. 
Um, and this is where the movie is like, you're just like, this is the stupidest piece of shit movie you've ever seen. If you weren't already feeling that way, you're already, this is the point where you're like, okay, they just really have, are putting no effort into writing this. Mm -hmm. Joe decides the only, her only option is to challenge Mandy on the battlefield. (laughs) So she challenges her to a flag football game. Yeah. Like a powder puff football game. (laughs) How does that get her out of jail or whatever you know what like, does that <laughs> prove anything that has nothing to do with anything that has been set up in the movie no. to this point there's like what why would mandy ever agree to that what does that prove if she beats mandy nothing like it's the dumbest thing i could it's i so couldn't believe stupid. it when it happened like is this really where this movie's <laughs> about to go is this direction it's such a lazy like turn for a movie to end with like a goofy football yeah, game. Yeah, it was like probably part of this whole plan. The I don't know. Nothing's planned very well. Like it, there's no this isn't actually something that they wanted to build up to make sense, but like it, maybe just an idea someone had like oh at the end it could be the two like factions. They have to they have to like fight each other, but they could be like a powder puff football game. Okay, we'll do that. And then they don't set it up at all. They just do it. Nope. Yeah, if they had set up, like, if Powderpuff had been, like, a bigger deal throughout the movie, you know, that would be one thing. If they kept setting up, like, Mandy's dream is she's going to win the Powderpuff game and be homecoming queen or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, that'd be one thing. That's what happens every that year up- is this group of girls, they always win the Powderpuff football game. Yes, they, but they yeah, don't do that. No. It's never mentioned once until this moment, I don't think. Nope. It's so out of left field. Um. And there's a scene after this where like Tyler bumps into Abby's dad and finds out that Joe gave the money back before everything was revealed. So I guess he's like, oh, maybe Joe's not all bad. And then uh, at school, Quinn is unhappy with the plastics and she tells Abby that Mandy was the one who stole the charity fund. And she reveals that Joe has been like filling out art school applications on Abby's behalf this whole time. Uh, So Abby is like, Oh, I guess she is my friend. And then Joe works on a terrible engine drawing at her house. Like she's just a shitty sketch. She is a terrible artist. Yeah. Um, She's like sitting on her front steps drawing and her dad comes up and talks with her about how he got new parts for the engine. And it's like, how is the, how is the time not run out for this? He was acting like he needed it done in like a day before. And now he's just He said he would beg for an extension or something. And so maybe he got, got it. (laughs) Because he did. And I couldn't understand if he seemed like he didn't know where the money came from for the part. Did Joe order the part for him using money from like Abby's dad or something? I don't know. Something? She gave the money back to the dad, right? Did she give back the check, but did she give back all the $4,000? Uh, I don't know. Maybe she, yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. Sure. I don't know. It's not clear. I do like, I don't bad. know when this happens. It's just in my notes, but the, the dad like says something about he like, knew that she would give the money back, right? Is this... Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I thought that I was just funny. Like, scene. I gave her so much money in that check, I knew she'd give it back because nobody would take that, you know, that kind of money. <laughs> and, like, it was too much for anyone to accept. So I thought that yeah. was funny that maybe that's why he gave her $50,000 in a check. Maybe. But, like, that's I a pretty big it. risk to take if you're really, like... But, obviously, he doesn't care about $50,000. He doesn't. If it were me, Kyle... I would sell you out for $50,000. I would take that money. Like, I, I'd, no believe, I'd, I I'd, I'd believe it. I mean, I, it's a lot I don't of know money. if I'd take it personally at all. It's, you know. 
Yeah, I wouldn't either. If somebody told me, uh, somebody offered me $50,000 to be your friend, but I also really like you, so it's fine. Like, I've been filling out art school applications for you. I do enjoy hanging out with you. I'd be like, great, let's spend that 50K on something. Yeah. Like, let's go wild. Um, whatever. And then Abby and all of her friends show up, and they all kind they make up, Kyle, right? Yeah. And they get the idea to have Elliot hack into those security cameras from before <gasps> that we forgot about. Mr. So he, Winkler or whatever his name is. Yeah. Why don't they just ask the guy if they can get the footage? Mr. Winkle. I don't know. He didn't it's seem weird too, that uh, they they're like, we have to hack it. He's like, yeah, I guess. Just ask whatever. Um, so they, they're going to have him hack it so he can look for evidence that Mandy like planted the money or whatever. And he agrees to help them only if he gets a date to the dance with Abby. Ooh. Um, and then there's some really dumb scenes of them, like, preparing for the football game and assembling their squads. It's like, Mandy got this rugby player and some karate girl. <laughs> and a fifth-year senior who couldn't feel, who can't feel pain. I thought that was, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> and we get, like, a, we get another bad photo montage here of them, like, preparing yep. and prepping their uniforms and stuff. It's, and then um, there's like a locker room scene where the principal, he comes in and he has a joke. He's like, is everybody decent? Because I don't, last thing I need is another sexual harassment lawsuit. Yeah. Again, another like one. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but speaking of lawsuit, Mandy's suing them because Joe's expelled. So she's not allowed to play in the game. But Abby's like, I already researched this and the school doesn't own the football field. They rent it. So Joe can play as long as she gets out of the locker room right now. So if you already researched it and you knew about this, why don't you tell Joe ahead of time? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then we get the game and I wrote here, it sucks. It's the same bad comedic football hijinks you've seen in a million movies and sitcoms. It goes on way too long and I refuse to take notes it's on so it. It's so stupid because it's like the budget has run out. Because yes. it's so small scale, it looks like they're on the practice field with just they're all just it's like a practice field with some bleachers and like not even like the whole school, you know. Like you yeah. think that maybe this would be a big deal if the school cared about Mandy or something and yeah. like this whole thing, but it's just looks so low budget and like it does. Bad. It looks like the movie found like a vacant field and just put like one set of bleachers in it yep. and then started yeah, recording. That's it. It's that's so what it looks terrible. like. Um, yeah, eventually, I mean, I, like I said, I just legitimately didn't take notes on the game because there's nothing that was funny in it nope, the entire yeah. time to me. Nope. Um, it goes on for like 10 minutes. I feel like they, they win. Elliot manages to hack into the footage. So they prove that Nick and Mandy stole the money and they get Nick and Mandy arrested. And then because they show to home. The, the footage shows her like giant. Butterfly, butterfly tattoo that looks like yeah. it looks like a, a stick on tattoo like it's so bad oh, yeah. like it's the it's worst. terrible and it's so it, like when you first see it which is earlier you know because they set yeah. that up to, to of course but it's this like movie has excellent setups and payoffs of course they set yeah, it up it's just the most blatant thing that i've ever seen it's a huge purple pink <laughs> butterfly something that you would pick get from a gas station thing yeah. but like huge and so, yeah, it's terrible. It's so stupid. Um, I don't know why they even, I don't know why the movie feels the need to do it like with this tramp stamp thing instead of just like showing her face. Like she's not, she's in the car with her boyfriend before they're making out, just sitting there talking. Like her face would be visible on the camera multiple yeah, but times. But now they need this butterfly tattoo, which yeah. they, do they even do like a reveal like, oh, and like lift up her shirt, see if she's got the butterfly tattoo. Like they don't do that. So they, I don't think so. Yeah, it's which just, would be weird if they did. 
but like it would be it, yeah it, it, they should have had it where mandy was like wearing a mask when they did it and you just catch a glimpse of the tattoo mm-hmm. and that's how they prove it but they don't do that it's, they don't do anything they don't do anything kyle <laughs> uh. it cuts to homecoming elliot and abby are homecoming queen queen and king because he rigged the election seems familiar mm. doesn't it mm, rigged elections we know what they he do goes up to do like, yeah <laughs> They do joke that, like, he's really going to rig the presidential election someday. Yeah, and he... Look well, at that. He did. Stop the count. He did it. Stop the count. Stop the steal. Stop the um, And then uh, Joe and Tyler kiss at the homecoming. We fade to black. We get the wrap-up monologue. Mandy and Nick get community service. Quinn takes over the role as lead plastic. Chastity joins the abstinence club. Hope catches swine flu. Tyler goes to Penn State a few hours from Joe. Joe earns her tuition by getting Abby's dad to help her market and sell her birdhouse security camera that she built in shop class. Abby's dad lets her major in art as long as she goes to a top school. Carnegie Mellon, everyone's happy. The end. Fuck this movie. Glad you wrote all that down because I just don't care about any of these characters' futures. So No, neither do I. Nobody does. <sighs> That's the end of the movie. Best performer, Tim, Tim Meadows. <laughs> what does he get? I don't know. Maybe he gets an actual I, sequel with like Tina Fey writing. You know, that's a that'd be a pretty good yeah. gift. I gave him my reward. I said I was going to erase this movie from his IMDb credits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I didn't even have a, a award written down. So, just final pity. thoughts, Kyle. Uh, final thoughts. This movie is you. bad. You go. Uh, okay. This movie is bad. It is not the good type of bad that no. has things that are silly and fun and wow makes you makes you laugh that nothing makes you laugh good or for bad it's this middle ground of okay it's got a plot and they tried with something i i gave it 1.5 out of 5 plastics that's what i got i i here's how here's i'm going to read i'm going to read how my final thoughts start shit 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 there's nothing redeeming in this movie. It's so fucking boring. Everyone's a bad actor. It's like three bad sitcom episode ideas mashed together. Cause you've got like the, someone's being paid to be a friend arc. And then you've got like the, we're doing pranks on each other stuff. And then you've got the flag football game stuff, you know, it looks terrible. I made note of how all the dialogue feels like it's at 75% speed. Um, it's, so hard to pay attention to because you never care about anything or anyone in it. It's just, it's, it's a waste of time. Don't watch it. I gave it zero out of five carbs, just like a stick (laughs) of butter. (laughs) That's pretty bad. This movie is fat. Fetch is bad, right? Fetch is good. You want things to be, this is the opposite of fetch. This is, yes. uh, I don't know what the opposite of fetch is. Black. I don't know. I'm trying to think of dog things. What's the opposite of fetch? Heal? Heal? Whatever. I don't know. I need someone to heal my brain after watching it. Fetch is fun and you're playing with your dog, so the opposite, which is this movie, is when you have to put your dog down. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yes, this movie is a dead dog. (laughs) That's... 
But we're free from it, Kyle, and we will never speak of it again, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Because this is one that really, I mean, like, Carrie had seen it. I think mo- a lot of people have seen this one because it's a yeah. sequel to the original. It's a sequel yeah. to a beloved movie. They aired it as, like, a big double feature. They were like, Mean Girls, followed by the world premiere of Mean Girls 2. Like, I remember this coming oh, out wow. and it feeling like a big <laughs> did deal. Did you watch it when it came out? No, okay. no, I did not watch it. Um because I just, I think I saw the commercial and I was like, oh, that looks terrible. I'm not going to watch that. No, not a million Well, games. guess what? Do you think we should play a game? Kyle, you know I do. The people are expecting it. All right. Well, guess what? We have talked a lot about Mean Girls, but Lindsay yes. Lohan would be so disappointed in us because she's a mathlete and she knows that there's more than just the mean. There's the median and the mode. For this game today, <laughs> Scott, you're going to have to figure out not the mean girl, but the median girl. And I, okay. I know this is such a surprise to you since I absolutely came up with this idea for the game myself and you were just so impressed with my my clever play on words for the game that I, I have created for you. So I think it's probably the funniest idea you've ever Thank had, Thank you. Kyle. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So, uh, so I have a, five sets of three different actresses, and you're going to have to tell me to guess which actra- actress is the median age-wise. So oh three actresses, three different ages. You have to guess which is the middle <sighs> age-wise. You, if you guess correctly, you get a bonus point. Okay, so if you guess it correctly, you get a bonus point if you can tell me the age exactly of the person. Ooh, if you get more than three points, you win the game and become the leader of the plastics, which I know is what you <gasps> And I do. If want you that. lose, oh you gosh. become a mathlete. My social attractiveness is going to yeah, be off, off the scale. scale. If you lose, the, if you lose, you become a mathlete and you commit social suicide. So, oh no, unfortunate. <laughs> so, because you may have, I, or have may not on, have, I have been on several academic teams where I have gone and done like math competitions yeah. in my life. And so, so you've always, you've, you've always desired, you've always wanted to be the leader of the plastic. So this is your chance. This is my dream. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully, you know. because maybe you have this idea, you know, I I would expect that you have looked up all major actresses and memorized their ages. So you'll get a perfect score on this. I would think. Of course. Yes. um, It's that's definitely, these are, I think these are kind of hard. We'll see. I don't, we'll see how you do. So here we go. Let's do this. So our first set here, we have Rachel McAdams, Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Seyfried. That's good. Kyle. That's good. (laughs) You got the mean girls themselves. I feel like uh, I feel like Rachel McAdams is the oldest of the group. So I feel like it's going to be between Amanda Seyfried and Lindsay Lohan. And I'm just going to guess Amanda Seyfried. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Amanda Seyfried is the median. So Lindsay Lohan is the youngest at 35. But now, not when she recorded, did the movie. Yes. Amanda Seyfried is currently 36, and Rachel yes. McAdams is 43. So good. I knew that she was like a significant chunk older than the others. Yes. Um, and I just assumed Lindsay was maybe the youngest because she was like a child star, so she'd be the most likely to actually mm-hmm. be cast as a teen at a young age. Yeah. I think you know? I would have guessed yeah. Amanda when I was at that. So anyways, we'll see. We'll see how you do on the rest of them. So you got one point. Oh, wait. Do you know Josh. her? Oh, I should have had you guess her age, and I forgot. I know. You didn't, so I just didn't say anything. You gave her. It's a 36. <laughs> you don't get the bonus. The first one. I think I earned it. So, yeah. 
you're gonna you're, you'll get three points. Don't worry. If you don't, then hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll see. see. They are they are. I mean, I literally similar, just only got that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll yeah. see. So here's the next one. We have Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Ooh, okay. and Maya Rudolph. Okay. I think in that group that Maya Rudolph is the oldest. I just have that feeling. I don't know why. Melissa McCarthy's been around for a while, though, because she was on Gilmore Girls before I feel like Kristen Wiig was even famous. So it's like... um, The median? I'm going to guess Melissa McCarthy's the median. Incorrect. So we have the... So you didn't get it right. So so you don't get the yeah. bonus here. So there's no bonus. I have to remind I myself care. of the rules as we go through because <laughs> yes. I'll still mess them up. Classic Kyle game. The youngest of the, the group rules? is Kristen Wiig. She is okay. 48. Maya uh, Rudolph is the median. She is 49. And Melissa okay. McCarthy is, our, is the eldest of the group at 51. So very close Damn. in age. They are very close. I think I just... I don't know, Maya Rudolph, maybe I just have noticed her aging more than the others for some reason. I just feel like the last time I saw Maya Rudolph, she looked, not in a bad way, but she looked much older than I picture her in my head. So I think I was just... You you were obviously mistaken, so... I was. I love you. Maya Rudolph, you're great. You're beautiful. (laughs) If you're listening to this. All right, next we have Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Mm-hmm. And Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Okay, well, Sigourney Weaver is like 70-something, so <laughs> she's the oldest. That's easy. Um, but Tina Fey and Amy yeah. Poehler. Between the two of them, that is so tough. They're like so close in age, I feel <laughs> like. This is a real coin flip. Is Tina Fey the median? Ding, 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 you got it. Do you know her age? Do you know how old Tina Fey is? Right now, obviously, Tina Fey is 48 years old. Ooh, close. You don't get the bonus point, but you do get the point yeah. for the question. So the youngest of the group is Amy Poehler at 50. Tina Fey is oh. 51. Wow. And Sigourney Weaver is 72. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver looks incredible <laughs> for how old she is. Like, it's it's wild when you think about, like, that she was... 20 years ago, like in 2000, she was 50. Like, I don't know. Like, she's in the movie, like, Cabin in the Woods that came in 2010. So you would not guess that she was 60 yet. You know, like, she just is Sigourney Weaver. I wouldn't have guessed 70s. I think I would have guessed maybe 60s for her. But yeah. Yeah. But then you forget. It's like, oh, of course, she was in Alien in, like, the (laughs) 70s. Like, she has been leading movies for so long. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that movie, I just was thinking of, like, movies with girl casts. So that one was Baby Mama and the. The one before it was Bridesmaids. So Yeah, I figured Bridesmaids. This one's not exactly that that formula, but here's our next one. I was hoping you were going to stick with the formula. Well, I I tried. I don't remember Sigourney Weaver. I have for the most part, but this one's a little bit of a different thing. Are you a Baby Mama fan? Oh, yeah. Well, Carrie, it was like her go to movie for a long time. So she has seen it like a million times. So yeah, I love Baby Mama. It's really funny. I need to rewatch it. I need to rewatch it it too because it's been a while. And Carrie has not seen it in a while either. So be a good one. Well, hell yeah. Let's, I'll come over to your house after we're done recording and we'll watch Sounds it. Sounds good. Well, see, Perfect. well, Cammy has a birthday party today and you're just not oh. welcome. So uh, It's like, are, are you going to be the bouncer like Mandy's party and tell me <laughs> yeah. list only or whatever? Yeah. Invite, uh, only. invite only. 
Yeah, we've hired a bodyguard for that. I'm going to so. put Epicac on your pizza. Fuck you. We are ordering pizza, <laughs> but I'm not telling you from where now because... Mmm. Mmm. All right. Well, I'll find it. All right. Give me the next one, Kyle. Let's Here's the next one. This. We have Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, and ah. Kristen Chenoweth. Two Kristens and an Adina. Oh, that is hard. You've have, have I told you my Kristen my my vague connection to Kristen Chenoweth story? Uh, no. When I was in LA, I interned at a talent management agency, and one day I was charged with like editing together like a reel for one of the actors, and I had to do it in one of the agent's offices, right? Because it was like where they had the computer for mm-hmm. it, and I just remember I was in there editing, and he was he was Kristen Chenoweth's agent, mm-hmm. um, and he was like on the phone with uh, somebody arguing with them that. Kristen would never approve this movie poster that they were working on because she looked too old on it or something. And I just thought it was so funny that like to actually hear somebody like arguing about how they needed to take more photos because the actor looked too old. It seems like a movie thing, you know, it feels like a scene from a movie. So So I feel like Kristen Chenoweth is old Mm. because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, but Kristen Bell is like younger because she was in Veronica Mars when we were like in high school, right? Or middle school. Yeah. So I feel like my instinct is that the wickedly talented Adele Dazim, <laughs> a.k.a. Adele Adina Menzel, is the middle. Ding, person. ding, ding. You got it. You know how old she is? Right now, I don't know. Is she, is she 50? She is. She's 50. <laughs> You got the bonus got point. You're you you have well surpassed three. You are at four points. Yes. You're gonna be the leader of the plastics. I'm so excited. I'm God. I'm gonna go tell. I can't wait to tell Celia. I won't spoil it for her. She'll be listening to the podcast. But honey, if you're listening, yeah. are you so socially attracted to me right yeah. now? Yes, she is. You can't even believe it. She's probably like racing home from work early to jump my bones. Yes. Um, Your instincts were correct. Kristen Bell is 41 years old. Adina Menzel is 50, and Kristen Chenoweth is 53. Aha! All right. I, I hope everybody picked up on the. Uh, the John Travolta Adele Dazeem reference. Oh, for that's sure. One of my, for sure. That is one of my favorite <laughs> like moments of all time. <laughs> Adele Dazeem. What? It's so yes. What did you? Say? It's so not even close. <laughs> Anyone doesn't know. There's like a. It was like the Oscars or the Golden Globes or something where they were announcing like her performance. She was coming on to perform, yeah, she, and so Travolta yeah. was was introducing her. Yeah, and he's like, he goes out there, he's like, and this next performer is like the wickedly talented Adele Dazim. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody what? has not heard that because like for weeks it was it was the uh, the John Travolta, John Travolta your name thing on Facebook yeah. so you could yes. press it and like it would change your name to something ridiculous. I still have our friend Carlos uh, Gutierrez in my phone as his John Travolta version of his name, which was Karis Gonzalez (laughs) is what he's in my phone as still to this day. Great. Um, All right, last one. We have Scarlett Johansson, Brie Larson, and Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, that's tricksy, Kyle. Very tricksy. I want to say Elizabeth is probably the youngest because I think she's younger than Mary Kate and Ashley, and they're not that old, right? I mean, 
they're a little bit older than us. So I feel like Elizabeth's probably like 30. I don't know, though, because Brie could be... Uh, no, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm saying Brie is the median. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Hell this yeah. one was my trickiest one, but you saw through it. Do you know how old Brie Larson is? Uh, 32. You got it again. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You okay. needed to join the carnival, dude. Be the age guesser. <laughs> That's your true calling. Uh, apparently. Why was this one the trickiest? Well, Are they very, well, very close? Elizabeth Olsen is uh, 32 as well. Oh. But Elizabeth Olsen was born um, uh, in February, and Brie Larson was in October. Burr. All right. I always am... Something about Elizabeth Olsen... I always think she she looks older than she is to me. Like, not that she looks bad or anything, but I think maybe it's because she looks so similar to her sisters that it's like, in my brain, I feel like she must well, be Well, I think older, I actually put the I, asterisk next to the wrong name because the dates are flipped. So she's born in February of 1989, and Brie Larson shit. was born in October of, of 1989. Which makes Brie Larson younger. So she's not the median. Because Scarlett Johansson's no! the oldest at 37. I put the asterisks on the wrong person. Mm. I, wow, you're not making the math leads, Kyle. No, I'm not. Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> is the median, actually. Damn it. So she you, is the median. I'm so sorry. Damn it. I took even the bonus point. You lost. You, you were going to have two points there, but. I guess the right age. I think I get the bonus point still. They're right, both you 32. get the bonus point. So you get five <laughs> points out of a possible technical five so you get a hundred percent because the bonus ones yeah. don't actually count for him i almost got my 4.5 gpa to qualify for my scholarship but just got that 4.0 gpa instead damn it yep you well there it is so yeah elizabeth olsen is just slightly older than brie larson well that's fun to know i'm sure that these one thing i know about actors is they love when you talk about their ages yes i'm sure they would be thrilled <laughs> to hear about this game uh, um, but you know what, Kyle? They're both the median and the mode. Those last two. It's true. Dang it, I missed yeah. it. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> that was fun, Kyle. Um, you feel good? You feel good Ooh, about what yeah, we've done here on this good. Sunday afternoon? Yes. Are you ready to go instead of doing this podcast? Go spend time with your daughter on her birthday. I think that'd be nice. Well, her birthday's tomorrow, so. Yeah, but still, today's the birthday party, so whatever. Yeah. Guys, then then uh, let's be done with this terrible twos episode, uh, and we'll look forward to Kyle's daughter becoming a terrible two tomorrow, but also next week we've got another terrible two movie. I believe next week on the docket, Kyle, is The Sandlot 2. Boom. Which, if I recall, is another ABC family Wonderful. Uh, I bet premiere. it's going to be awesome. You know why I'm particularly excited about this one, Kyle? Why? Because this one will be unique in that it actually has the same director as the Sandlot. Is it really? Yes. Oh, wow. So I am very I curious to now. see how it will stand up. Yes. Ah, I got to rewatch uh, the Sandlot because it has been forever ever. since I've seen it. So. <laughs> I love the Sandlot, so I'm excited. But that will be next week, folks. That should do it for this week's episode of the Made for TV podcast, though, Kyle. So let's turn off the TV and... Pop out that plastic tape. Eh? Nice. If you're listening and you like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck Give it's called. Give us a called. high five. And 
Give us a high five. Maybe we'll read it. Maybe we'll read it. Also remember to go follow us on social media at made for tv podcast. That's at made the number four TV podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzbach for our theme song. Thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Until next time, I am Scott. I'm Kyle. I didn't come up with anything fancy or funny to end this one on. Fuck Mean Girls 2. We're done. The end.